Hello, this is Tom Edmonds, the director of Dead in a Week or Your Money Back, and you are listening to Neil Before Pod. Neil Before Blog presents Neil Before Pod. Hello, and welcome to a hiatus-breaking edition of Neil Before Pod, the podcast that would hire James Gunn in a heartbeat. I'm your host, Craig, and I'm here to lead a panel of the finest nerds in discussing the ins and outs, ups and downs, ifs and ands, pots and pans, and all sorts of other stuff of San Diego Comic-Con. Joining me in staying out of the blistering sun is a faithful quorum of nerds. So, start with Andrew. Hi, Andrew. Hello, Craig. Thanks for having me on again. You're welcome. Thanks for being here. Uh, after not being at Comic-Con in San Diego. I feel cheated. <laughs> None of us were at Comic-Con in San Diego, but we're here to talk about it. Up next is mainstay Chris. Hi, Chris. Hello. And, uh, Isaac, hello. Hello. And last but not least is someone who runs a Comic-Con, uh, the returning guest star, James. Hello. Hello. Everyone successfully said hello. We're off to a good start. It's good to see we're not rusty after a month off. <laughs> it's been a month since the Supergirl podcast and how far we've come since then not okay um, I don't know how appropriate it is to just start off with spoilers but I think in case anybody cares about being spoiled about Comic Con trailers and news I think we should ring some kind of spoiler bell right now, just get it out of the road in case anyone complains sound good? yeah mm-hmm. Yep. Cool. Far away. don't at me twitter we know we'll get onto that later, but we know how sensitive the Twitter verse is these days. Ah, you're fired. <laughs> right, we'll start off by taking a trip into the DC multiverse. Uh, DC had a lot announced this year, from their streaming service to the CW to their movies. So we'll start with the streaming service, and we got a trailer for this much-talked-about Titans. TV series that will kick off their vastly overpriced streaming service. Um, it's a TV show about a bunch of heroes with Robin as the leader. Robin as in Batman and Robin. And what do we think? James, you're not here very often. You start us off. Uh, initial impressions was it looked okay in terms of production value. Somebody did mention to me, this is well, it looks a wee bit like the Nightwing fan film. And I was like, well, see, that's kind of the problem you've got at the moment because the production of value of fan films are really going up. And uh, even though they're five minutes long, tend to be... Uh, if they've got to produce something for this like DC streaming service and it's got to be like 60 minutes long, whether it's five minutes long or 60 minutes long is really not going to make much of a difference in terms of the production value, so they'll really have to bring the game uh, with some good stories. But I like to look at it. You can never tell when they say it looks like a fan film whether that's a compliment or an insult these days. Uh, uh, These days, um, I think, if you were going to use that as an insult, it's really... It's kind of been depowered, uh, if that's the best way you put it. You know, it's... Not as much as an insult as what it might once have been, though. No. Yeah. 
Um, so you're you're okay with it? Uh, you think I, it looks all right? Yeah. I think it looks all right, and um, even the the small bit of dialogue that had people spinning. <laughs> you know, when um, F. Batman, I, I was, I, it, it did stick out. I wasn't eight hundred percent sold in that. May feel a little gratuitous, yeah. Uh, Isaac, what did you think of it? You may have seen it. Oh yeah. Uh, so, is this the same Titans that are also going to the movies? Because they are vastly different Titans, like in terms of style. Because <laughs> was it the Teen Titans go to the music and then DC's Titans? Are they the same no. Titans? Yes and no. Yeah. The- there's overlap in terms of characters, but in terms of yeah. tone and stuff, it's very different. Like the thing about yeah, the big F Batman line that could just simply be like yeah, maybe it's out of context, and maybe it's like just part of Robin's arc, and this is that he's lost his way and he's finding it back or something. I suppose we'll find out if we ever watch it. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it looks dark and brooding, and yeah, DC, I guess DC does stand for dark and. Brooding, if you misspell, on a dark and <laughs> you can't spell brooding with a C. <laughs> What's well, like brooding but with a C? Like yeah. dark and critty. Dark and critty. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Chris, what did you think of Titans? I thought um, a bit like James. Actually, the production values look all right. I mean, I don't think if this trailer is what's supposed to sell me on an entire streaming service, it's not particularly going to make me jump in. Um, but yeah, it looks it looks okay. I mean, there's very little dialogue. There's little glimpses of story in there, but nothing that would sell me on an, an entire package, to be honest. Yeah, fair. Andrew. Yeah, I pretty much uh, agree agree with the other guys. Yeah, yeah, I thought it looked great, um, and just and from my uh, personal perspective, I've. I've always preferred Dick Grayson when he was Nightwing rather than when he was Robin. And even though he technically is is still Robin in this, I get the impression that he's going to be moving away from from that persona. And at some point during the series, or possibly at the end of it, will lead to him becoming Nightwing. Or he'll just call himself Robin, but he is basically Nightwing. That too, yeah. Yeah. Do you think maybe that's to do with, like, Casual fans won't know that Nightwing is a Robin, and they're gonna. So that people who are joining this sort of series without knowing the, the comics are like, oh, we now know that Robin moves on from being Robin into his own character. That's a good point, actually. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hadn't thought about it like that, but yeah, Robin is more recognisable. You know, because you have the '60s Batman series, and everyone knows who Robin is. No one really knows who Nightwing is. Yeah, if you do Nightwing TV show announced, then a lot of people will go, nah, who's he? <laughs> Whereas if you go Robin, then... Yeah. 10% of people are like, oh, that sounds cool. <laughs> the rest are like, ah, all right. Do that well, it's actually funny because Nightwing led the Outsiders for a while, and the Young Justice, which is the animated thing that's coming up, that's going to have the Outsiders, isn't it? So there could be an overlap there. Um, with regards to this... Titans, there was the Titans, there was Teen Titans there was like different sort of incarnations of them uh, but you said something about the, the the price of this DC streaming service, how much is it going to cost, do you know? Because I tried to 
hook up for the beta thing, but I couldn't get yeah, it in this country. Well, it's only available in the US for now, but it's mm. uh, $79.99. If you pre-order it, you get 15 months, which doesn't sound like that much, but mm. apparently that's pre-tax. So it'll cost you like 100 bucks a year. And considering the first thing they're going to have is Titans, and they're all going to drop that, all 13 episodes, immediately, it seems like other content will you have? I mean, you'll still have all the animated shows and films and stuff, I guess, but... You know, you're getting access to the DC Digital Comics as well, though. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. But a lot so of people are going to be after it for the shows, for the, you know, the, mm-hmm. the TV content and the film content. I think it's a big ask. I didn't know you were actually getting the, the comics as part of that as well. I didn't, uh, uh-huh. I didn't know that. Yeah. So is well, it sort of like, like what Marvel do with the unlimited sort of uh, mm-hmm. package, but adding in all your your video content as well? I guess so. Yeah. Do we know if it updates like will the you know like next month's Flash and next month's Superman will they come out at the same time so you can read them immediately like as a web com- like a uh, e comic or is it like just an archive? Marvel Unlimited is about three months behind normal release. Yeah. Yeah, so you get all the new stuff, but you get it like three months later, it might be something like that. But they haven't really said anything about the comic side of it. They're just, you know, they're focusing on the TV stuff. But I don't know, I feel like, I mean, we're sure we've discussed this before, there's like a million streaming service, services, particularly mm-hmm. in the US. And, you know, is this a big ask for for something that's not going to have that much to begin I'd with? I'd sell my granny for it. <laughs> well, wow. Fair just enough. so you can. <laughs> Unfortunately, she's been dead a good few years, so tough to go dig her up. <laughs> kind, kind, of, of. kind of fits the dark, brooding universe if you're doing that, though, doesn't it? <laughs> oh, so, so we, have one, we have one subscriber if uh, if it ever appears over here. Um, I don't know. If I watch Titans, it'll have to be on the high seas. You know? Uh, I don't know. Uh, I'm not a fan of this trailer. I think it. It, it kind of looks like everything I, I hate about what was kind of post-Dark Knight uh, superhero adaptations. Or just adaptations in general, you know, where they thought that to make something good you have to make it dark. But it just comes across as kind of silly and gratuitous. I mean, you have Robin beating up a bunch of guys in an alley and his face is covered in blood and he's saying F Batman. It's like, nah, hard pass on that. I think that's um, it's iffy. And then the rest of it is kind of like teen angst. A bit as well, you know, and it's again something I really don't like. So I'm it's not funny sure actually. For me. It's funny actually mention that because him smashing and you know knocking seven bells that are people you would call you know of questionable character doesn't it bother me? But for maybe a young audience, like the profanity side of thing, I think the same sentiment could have been conveyed. Maybe and you could have meant something like to hell with Batman. It's like yeah. not how you not what you say, but the way that you say it. So yeah. it's like mm. screw Batman or stuff Batman. Aye. I don't know. Screw Batman. Batman. Yeah. Aye. Yeah. Holy swear words, Batman. I don't know. Uh, I'm not. I'm not enthusiastic about it. I'll have a look at it when it appears, but uh, somehow maybe I'll have to fly over to the US and stay with a friend who has the DC streaming service and watch it in their house. I don't know. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> you know, the frequent flyer miles will kick in once all the shows come back anyway. Um, so that's that. Anything else on Titans? Uh, instead of doing our kind of Neil Before Rise Against feature at the beginning, since we didn't do that at the beginning, what we'll do is we'll do it at the end of everything we talk about. So 
If no one has any other points on it, we could do a kind of a ranking. Starfire. Starfire. She's got a bit of stick on, uh, I think, Instagram or Twitter or something. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think all it these was racists. today we. You know, one of these days, all these racists, rednecks, are going to actually realise, oh, our ancestors were actually black. And the only reason we are white is because they moved away from the equator. You know, so it's like, have a word with yourself. Anyway. <laughs> And stuff in the comics is orange or something like that. Anyway, I, 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 and also she's like she's an alien princess as well, so she doesn't need to be any particular one colour. That's it, no. sir. Yes. Oh, ah, come on. Yeah, but, <laughs> I, well, and there was one thing I just wanted to mention about her as well is that I, I quite, I quite liked um, how her costume uh, what, what, uh, wasn't quite as hypersexualized as she, she usually is in the comics. Because that, that, that's always irritated me. No, yeah. no, I understand that, yes. No more so than any other female comic book character, of course. Well, I'd, well, well I'd, say, I'd, say, I'd, say, I'd say sometimes she's... She's she, 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 like, barely she, like, wearing, wearing a trio of scraps over over her... Um, Relevant, relevant bits. <laughs> well, I mean, in the last, was it uh, the new fifty? Was it new fifty two? Was it rebirth? My, my, what did I have for breakfast this morning? I've got socks on, kind of. <laughs> but um, the she was addicted to sex, so you know, she was had that sort of pleasure. Thing. So I mean, that was the type of character. Um, she was like a female that enjoyed it. Mm. Oh, fair play. But no, I'd be Andrea. Aye. Um, We've played it down for TV, and I probably think it's a good, probably a good thing. And uh, Robin was her boyfriend, if I remember right, Is that, or at least in some Aye. incarnation she was. She, they were in a relationship. One of them. Yeah, I don't know. I think she's been with Red Hood as well, in time or Arsenal. Uh, mm. Some of them, probably more, I don't know. Uh, they're comic book characters, they get around. Fair you know, play. Several decades, they get around. So, let's do a bit of a ranking. For my point of view, I'm going to rise against this. I just don't like the look of it. Uh, Andrew, your ranking? Oh, I'm, to be honest, I'm kind of in, in between, really, but I think I'm, I'm, I'm swinging more towards Rise, actually. No, Neil, sorry. Cool, so positive. Yes. We, we have a tie so far. Chris? Uh. It, it's not going to convince me to go for the streaming service they've put it out there at front. I'm going to have to be brutal and say rise for now. Isaac? Yeah, I'm wondering, do we have a, a third, like, I'll have forgotten about this option? No. No. <laughs> so we have to, okay, yeah, uh, yeah, rise against then. But it's a very sort of lazy rise up. Like, someone's at the door, you don't want to answer it. Like, it's not like a big, I'm not waving a flag, I'm just like, yeah, I'll just turn you away, sort of thing. Cool. And James, kneel before or rise against? I'll kneel before Starfire. I, I mean, that's even worse. I'll kneel. I'll, I'll, I'll watch you. I'll kneel. I'll kneel. Cool. <laughs> okay, so that was three votes to two. I think. Yeah. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. yeah. Uh, another thing that James mentioned earlier, Young Justice Outsiders, which is kind of like Teen Titans, but not. Uh, they're a team of sidekicks. The, sh- the original show had 
massive notoriety back when it was on. Everyone was really upset, including me, when it was cancelled. And now we have a trailer for this season 3 that we're getting. So, I like this one. I thought it looked really cool. Um, it also reminds me that I need to re-watch the first two seasons because I remember it sawed all of what happened. But I'm amped for this. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing a third season of it. I think it looks good. The trailer's maybe a bit too long. Like five minutes is kind of a long time to be sitting watching a trailer. It looks good. Is this the X-Men-y sort of one? Uh, Young Justice Outsiders, which is the one where, you know, Wally West is running in the to just a tornado with a flash and then just oh the animated thing with it yeah. I've got to say for a trailer it gives away a lot a lot a lot of the plot um, I don't know if it gives away a lot of it because it is a full season so I think mm. this is just like the first episode they've shown you stuff from pretty much yeah. could be wrong but I'd say it depends what lineup it is of the outsiders because Outsiders, for me, when it was Batman and Outsiders, uh, by Mike Barr and uh, Jim Apparel, and then later Alan Davis took over Art Duties, was one of my favourite books of all time. Uh, and for the look of the trailer, I could actually see some of the original members. Like, it looked like Metamorpho, and because um, some, some of the actual Outsiders are on TV now, because Black Lightning, the TV show, he was one of the original... Well, he was one of my original outsiders <laughs> uh, he had Katana, Katana who's been in Arrow um, yes. Metamorpho who's rumoured to be in the next season of Black Lightning he got Halo and the uh, Geoforce and Geoforce will be on you see him in this animated trailer and it gives you a bit of dialogue uh, with Dr Jace and you're like mm, I wonder if they're going to be slightly changing Um is, is like origin because incidentally talking about titans uh, Geoforce's sister she was in the titans for a while I can't even remember her bloody name now um, but she actually betrayed the titans because she was working with Deathstroke it's all about kind of convoluted all kind of complex this isn't the comic book stuff uh, but to see these the team getting mentioned and the animated stuff and coming through even if they do all of it uh, I'm I'm up for giving this a watch. I've never really watched Young Justice. I've seen the occasional episode whilst flicking through the TV channels, and uh, my laddies have watched it. Um, so if it's got outsiders in it, I might make a concerned effort to watch it in a proper chronological order, just to so I can digest it properly. It shouldn't take you long. I think it's only like 13 episodes per season or something like that. So. You know, it's not a big time commitment to catch up. Uh, right. but I, I mean, I don't remember the details of what went on, to be honest, but um, season two, I remember being really good. Really, really good. Season one was a bit kind of juvenile and silly in places, uh, but season two was, you know, it was excellent. I don't remember why, but I do remember it was being excellent. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm the same as James actually. In I've I've never actually uh, seen seen the series at all previously, but after watching that trailer, I I thought it looked really really good. So I will definitely be going back to check out the the, the rest of it. Cool. Isaac and Chris. Uh, fight whoops. Uh, 
I'm afraid that this is on the this is one of the long list of Comic Con announcements and stuff where I never heard about the original. So it's like it's like we're bringing back this thing. I'm like, oh, I didn't know that was a thing. So that's, uh, the trailer looked kind of. I think I agree with it. it was a lot like plot heavy trailer. It was like there's like something about I don't know how many surprises there'll be in a series, but it was giving it seemed to give quite a lot away. But it's not one of these things. I'm not gonna rush out and watch the originals before. Like I don't want to. I don't. I don't want to have to watch a, a show before this show. So, <laughs> do we know? Is it like a reboot or is it continuing on? No, it's like the third season. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. In that case, then it's yeah too far, too far away. <laughs> I'm a bit like Isaac. I've not watched uh, season one or two. Um, the trailer looks okay. I, like I said earlier on, I think it gives away maybe a bit too much plot. Maybe I'm taking it a bit too uh, too firmly on that side, but. Um, yeah, potentially I would end up watching it, but I it'll be a while before I get the time to sort of sit and go through two seasons to catch up with this one. Fair one. Okay, we'll start from the bottom then. James, Neil before Rise Against Young Justice. Oh, uh, uh, I'll, I'll go for I'll go for Neil. I'll check definitely check it out to cool. see what it's like. Isaac, uh, I'm going to Rise Against. I'm going to give this a miss. I didn't really know much about it before the Comic-Con announcement, so I'm going to have to rise against just from the point of not knowing about it in the first place. Andrew? Yes, well, I am kneeling for the same reasons that that Chris is rising. (laughs) Precisely because I didn't know anything about it, but now I want to. Fair enough. I will kneel before it because I love John Justice. I just don't remember why I love John Justice. It's weird. I really like this thing. Why? What was good about it? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, uh, as a reviewer, that's probably not good enough. So I will rewatch it at some point, uh, along with everything else I want to watch. I don't know how I'm going to do this, but we'll we'll see. Time travel. <laughs> Stay tuned for further updates. <laughs> uh, yeah, and the last thing that we had on the the um, streaming service, other than things like uh, Swamp Thing and whatever else, which we won't really touch on, but. The, the comic book announcement, or the Comic-Con announcement, was a Stargirl TV series. Stargirl, who was recently seen in DC's Legends of Tomorrow, in the first, maybe second episode of the last season. Uh, or the second season, even. And that was it. But I, I doubt this is the same version. And she was also in Smallville. That's right, yeah, she was. I don't think it's that version either, somehow. Mm. Um, so, I don't really know that much about this character, and I think that's probably a good reason to adapt a, char- a comic book character because you have more freedom to do what you want with them. So I think this is a good thing. I mean, other than we're making this, we haven't said anything, so I don't know how much we can really say about the fact that they're making this. And, um, but I thought we'd mention it anyway. So I'll just say, a bit more. Yeah, I'll just say I'll kneel before it because I'm interested to see what they do with it. Everyone Could else? be good. Well, so I say, like, with these things where it's like we're announcing, we're making a thing, but until we really see what they like what they're making or especially if you haven't heard of it then it's hard to it's like okay great you make the thing and then when you show it we'll sort of react yeah uh, Chris and Andrew um, see I, f- I find it difficult to judge these ones because it's like I didn't know about them before I still don't really know that much about them um, I'm, I'm just going to have to default to rise I guess <laughs> if, 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 if I am being forced in the binary choice 
then it's going to have well, to be rise. I've got no idea. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, well, again, I, I don't really know much about about the character uh, beyond her brief brief appearances in Legends of Tomorrow. Yeah, where I think the last we saw, and Paulo. Yeah, yeah, and and I think in Legends, the last that we saw her, like she, uh, she, she was in Camelot. So, I, so I, I'm assuming that the the series won't be the same version of her. Um, yeah, but oh, yeah, wouldn't you watch that? Stargirl mm-hmm. in Camelot. I would watch the hell out of it. <laughs> um, but but sadly, I I don't think that's what we what, what we'll be getting. Um, yeah, but yeah, but, yeah, but I'm I'm going to go for Rise because uh, just 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 like from from knowing so little about the character, I'm I'm not hugely fascinated in finding out much more. Uh, Isaac and James, can I assume that you were Neil because you were interested? Uh, I would say Neil. Yeah. yeah, I might as well Neil to something. <laughs> <laughs> he has to like something. <laughs> Sorry if I talk over the toppies with the DC streaming stuff, because I'm quite excited about it all. Just, uh, so uh, basically, you can subscribe and we can all have your password. <laughs> Aye, some of that. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, non-DC... They didn't announce, like, a comic book event and it sounds really cool it's by Tom King so other than yeah I suppose it's not really a like a comic con doodad but they just said the next one's going to be more about like it's going to sort of focus on like American gun crime and stuff so that should be fun and Tom (laughs) King's always great Mm -hmm. cool and I have no opinion on that really I guess yeah just Uh, you've got to choose though uh, I will Rise against it because comic events are usually crap, from my point of view. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, everyone else, rise against me before this gun crime comic con comic event thing. It's a crossover event type thing, or the big big event for DC or one of the day events. Then I'll probably check it. Oh God, I'll check it. <laughs> <laughs> Do the old. Some point. Give it a. Try two issues, and if it's no good, then give up. Aye, that's basically it. Yeah. Andrew, um, I'm going to go for Rise because I'm really not that bothered. And Chris, I'm also rising because. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I have most of the opinions are Rise because I've forgotten about it or and didn't even know it existed until this podcast. Yeah, it helps much. when you have a discerning panel. It's like the Oscars panel. Have you seen this film? I don't know. Have you? No. Whatever. Uh, best picture? Sure. Why not? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how the Oscars work. But, uh, okay. So that's the streaming service. Uh, we've all agreed that we're borrowing James's password when he signs up. Yay. Uh, whenever it becomes available <laughs> in the UK. So that's good. Saves me money. Uh, let's move over to the CW-verse. Uh, specifically for DC. There's other CW stuff we can talk about later. But... Um, <laughs> We got some trailers. Uh, Arrow season seven trailer shows Oliver in prison, uh, New Archer that's cutting about, and that's about it. Uh, I like the look of this. It's like I don't know. Orange is the new green. I don't know. Whatever. It's Oliver fighting people in prison, or not fighting people in prison. He's trying not to fight. And uh, there's a new vigilante that's dressed as a guy, a hooded Arrow figure, cutting about in Star City. So. 
I he's mean, totally going to be fighting people in prison. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's going to try not to, and then he'll fail. Yeah, it'll be like the, the opening scene will be him not trying to punch someone in the face, and the scene after the opening titles will be him definitely punching that person in the face. Yeah. We are hey. big bullshit. <laughs> Both in dialogue, who are pacifist, is oh, did he do say something like this last episode, or was that the episode before, or possibly the episode before? Mm, sorry, yeah. Um, although I don't know if anyone, anybody will remember this, but years ago there was a film concept kicking about called Green Arrow Supermax that was basically a Green Arrow in prison fighting villains while he's in prison, and it sounds like this is kind of them making this almost. Uh, after all okay. these years, I don't. I think it ever had any chance of getting made, but it was an interesting enough idea. So cool if that's what's inspired them. <coughs> Suppose. Huh? Yeah. Uh, there's not much to say about it. There isn't much there. Um, they haven't really said much about what's going to go on this season as well, for obvious reasons. Or I just haven't read the panel right up, basically. Uh, but I've read that there's some returning villains in prison, which makes sense. People like Brick mm-hmm. and all them. Yeah, 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 and in the trailer there there was a brief shot of Vinnie Jones. Yeah. <laughs> so, yay. Uh, the only other thing I really have to think of, about mentioning is that I have a sneaking suspicion that season seven will be Arrow's last season. Uh, because they're you know developing this Batwoman thing, which is about another vigilante that hunts people at night. Could be the last season. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, in, as much as I am, I am more or less enjoying Arrow. I, it's it's had a decent run, and if this was the last one, then I wouldn't be heartbroken by it. No, no. Just let it bow out while it's still good. Uh, Chris, what are your thoughts on the Arrow trailer? I think the trailer looks good. I think we've had some disappointing. Arrow seasons in the past this has the potential to do the same I mean trailers are normally sort of showing you the best bits so it's difficult to sort of judge the entire season based on it Um, but yeah it looks alright for a trailer I just have the feeling that the prison element of it is not going to be particularly long it's sort of them going this is a very short term problem I imagine very similar to you know we've already had it with Flash you know of He's in prison. Oh, oh, actually, he's back out. It's fine. Uh, so I imagine it will end up along the same lines here. I think if we get three or four episodes out of it, I'll be quite happy. Depending on what they do, of course. But I think that's a decent enough time period to let him rot in prison for a bit and explore how everybody's handling it without him and stuff. I think it'll probably be shorter than that, but... Yeah. I will re- I will reserve full judgment until I see it. But I'm, yeah, I'm trailer trailer shorter, for yeah. trailer for trailer. I think trailer looks good, but you know it can be disguising a lot. Yeah, uh, Isaac, as someone who's never seen Arrow other than glancing at it while I'm watching it, what do you think of this trailer? Oh well, I've I have not seen the trailer actually for this or any of the oh. CW ones other than that Flash one. Was it Flash that I watched while I was waiting for my pie? <laughs> Not a euphemism, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Tell us uh, about the pie, Isaac. What kind of pie was it? Uh, it was reduced. Uh, oh, I'm not sure if that. Or is it BBC rules? It's a reduced pie from a popular supermarket. 
A yellow yellow sticker pie, my favourite. A yellow sticker pie. It was chicken and something, and I, yeah, it was very nice. <laughs> it was I, I kneel before pie, <laughs> rise against <laughs> rise against uh, arrow. Cool. Uh, <laughs> uh, James, what do you think of this trailer? I've not watched it. I've, I've heard it on and I didn't watch it, and I suddenly realised, oh, well, in season seven, I have a when did that happen? <laughs> and I'm, I'm behind. I don't know which season I'm on. Um, probably the same, the season where Ragman and all that's part of his team and Mr. Terrific has just got his wee worldly things. Um, almost to work. So, I mean, I will catch up on it at some point, but I'll say to me, at the moment I'll rise because on the greater scale of things I'm not that bothered about it uh, as a show but I'll watch it just because it's Arrow Fair enough, you'll eventually watch it Yes Well I'm going to kneel before it because I think it looks good Andrew, what's your verdict? I am kneeling uh, because I am tentatively optimistic that it will be a a good season Fair one Chris uh, I am kneeling before it. Yay! We win. Yep. And what about Isaac's pie? <laughs> I'm kneeling reduced. before yellow sticker pie. Because it was reduced and therefore great value. There we go. Reduced popular supermarket pies. This podcast was brought to you by popular supermarket pies. Reduced. <laughs> what a weird sponsor that is. Okay, on to The Flash, the one that Isaac was just watching as he was waiting for his pie. Uh, this season, their daughter from 30 years in the future is around, uh, and she can't get back. And just considering how urgent it seems in the trailer, and the fact that she's a series regular for the whole season, suggests to me that we'll be on episode 20 and it'll be like, still can't figure out how to get you back. So it's not as if she could just hop a lift in the wave rider or something like that, you know, be easy enough. Um, I think it I honestly think it looks like the same crap that we've been dealing with for the past two and a half seasons um, Nora I think has some good energy I think Jessica Parker Kennedy has good energy and she might bring some good energy to the cast but everyone else seems miserable as usual and I'm done with it I'm tired of, I'm tired of Flash and I'm only watching it because it shares a universe with all my other shows that I quite like that's a really morbid take on it. Um, apparently Chris Klein's going to be in it. He's playing the villain, Sasada or Kakada, I don't know how you pronounce it. Uh, it suggests that they haven't learned their lessons, so it's another full season villain that will be tired of by episode six. Uh, and apparently Tom Cavanaugh is playing a character called Sherlock Wells this time, who could be a villain but might not be. Again, lessons not learned. So <laughs> after that morbid take... Chris, I'll pick on you first. Um, yeah, Flash, um, as people will be aware if they listen to the podcast, is one of these ones that, yeah, I'm a bit like you. I'm fed up of it now. Uh, this trailer didn't really do anything to change my opinion. It seems like we've got a speedster that has changed time and probably generated a villain as a result. Uh, <laughs> we've definitely not seen that on the Flash before. Therefore, rise against. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew. You were on our last teardown of the show. Yeah, well, 
although I'm, I'm feeling a little more optimistic about it, um, though it's possible that may be purely from it just not being season four, and the fact that we don't have to deal with any more of this devil crap ever again. But it's season five, it's a whole new level of bad, potentially. Potentially, yes, but yes, but I have a tendency like to to let to let myself uh, think 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 best of things, and then invariably become disappointed by the end results. It's a reasonably positive philosophy. Take that as a kneel before then. Um. Yes, yes it's a kneel before with the caveat of it being all being relative. Yeah, to the last to the last season. Mine is definitely a rise based on this trailer because it yeah, looks like nothing's changed. Uh, James, what do you think of this trailer? If you haven't seen it, if you have seen it, I've not seen the trailer, but I'll probably kneel before it. I love watching the Flash with the wee man, the youngest gen. He's right into the Flash, and uh, I love watching the way I'm. I'm a, no, finished the last season. We've still got a couple of episodes that to catch up on because we're sidetracked a wee bit. Um, it's interesting. I didn't know Kakada was Kakada's going to be in it. Um, see how that goes because I think he was affiliated to the Society of Supervillains. So they've said that he's kind of a solo act who kills metahumans because he likes to kill metahumans, I guess. So he's um, not got because he's got in, in the in the comics. I think he can absorb souls or something like that. Um, and you see that in the trailer. His oh right, stupid, okay. His lightning bolt dagger thing absorbs something. Right. Well, I couldn't be. I, I'll, I'll definitely check this out. Um, I enjoy Flash more than what I enjoy Arrow. I feel it to me. It's a more. It feels more comic booky in terms of the a DC TV show than what Arrow does. Mm. So that's one thing. Um, but you have not seen the trailer um, even though you said the link so I could have watched it but I will definitely 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 check it out cool um, Isaac based on your waiting for cooking trailer view uh, I've already forgotten it to be honest so all rise against rise against James is kneeling before Chris you're rising against I'm guessing I am rising I think you said that before Andrew, you're right, kneeling before. I am, yes. Yeah. So rise, kneel, rise, rise. Kneel. Three okay. to two. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for keeping score. You're welcome. Uh, <laughs> so, I mean, I've said this before. I think doing a full season villain on something like The Flash doesn't work, or hasn't worked since season one because you just get fed up with them, and I feel like this is going to happen again. Uh, unless they are planning to just kill him off halfway through the season or something, and we'll be surprised. I don't know. It'd be nice mm-hmm. for them to surprise us. That'd be good. Uh, next up, Legends of Tomorrow. So we got season four trailer, which just looks as mental as ever, as far as I'm concerned. There's a unicorn in there. Um, that says it all, really. We have two new members of the cast. Well, one old member of the cast. Uh, so, well, John Constantine obviously joined the cast full time. Uh, Maisie Richardson Sellers is playing a new character who isn't Amaya. She's called Charlie and she's a weird time remnant thing. Who knows? Um, and then there's someone else called Alaska Yu, described as a typical 20 something, easily swept up by romantic notions and fantasy novels. 
But I don't know what to make of that, but cool. Uh, they're kind of just demon dragon hunters now, through time and space. Fun. It's going to be great. I'm sure it's going to be great. Meal before, meal all before. It's going to be amazing. Yeah, I am in complete agreement with that. Um, in I absolutely loved the last series of Legends because yeah, it just completely embraced how utterly demented it is. Um, and and this season looks like it's going to be much to be much more of the same. Yeah, and and it will. Uh, it will most, most, just most likely be a whole hell hell of a lot of fun. Yes, yes. So I, I am, yes, I am beyond kneeling. I, I am, I am prostrating myself upon the floor. <laughs> oh dear, uh, Chris. Apologies. I have, I have horses going past outside. If you, can, <laughs> if you can hear that, uh, I have got the common riding going past my uh, window that, in the middle of a, a podcast. Unicorn? Uh, yes, let's just go with unicorns. There are many unicorns going past my window, so I'll make this quick as possible. Uh, I am uh, kneeling before this. I've really enjoyed Legends. I've sort of embraced the fun element of it. The new characters, yeah, they might, they might be good, they might not, but the rest of them's there to make up for it, so it should work. <laughs> yeah, but bloody Nate's still there. Get rid of That's that true. <laughs> uh, Isaac, you probably have no opinion, but I'm asking anyway. Yeah, I'll, I'll rise again because I'm not going to watch it. So <laughs> <laughs> you are missing out, James Legends. I've got no idea what episode I'm on. I'll <laughs> kneel before that because I will watch it, but I'm definitely behind. Um, characters are cool. Having Steel and all this, having some great cool characters and people show up um, for any incarnation of Firestorm at any point for me it has to be get a look in uh, so I'm, I'm definitely new but I couldn't, I couldn't tell you what's going on at the moment uh, <laughs> similar to Arrow I'm, I'm behind a bit on that um, <laughs> such as is Constantine the right place for him no for me um, oh well wait, wait till you see it if you haven't seen it already but yeah he fits in like a thing that fits somewhere it's just you know his the way the way his banter feeds off the rest of the team is just perfect. I feel like you could chuck Matt Ryan at anything; he would just fit in. Get through shit. Oh, one, it's thick, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm saying Matt Ryan is because I I do like his um, characterisation, you know, and the, but Constantine, Hellblazer, that sort of stuff. Uh, so the TV show, I like, I liked it, um, but. You know, ah, we shall we shall see, mate. I certainly doesn't put alarm bells off for me. Um, I'll definitely watch it. Fair one. Uh, so let's move on to Supergirl. Uh, the season four trailer had no new footage other than at the end, where they introduced Agent Liberty, who was Sam Witwer's voice in this weird Superman-inspired costume with a helmet. Um, I don't know. I was a bit. I was a bit iffy on last season towards the end when they, they made some confusing choices. Um, the creator of Agent Liberty coming out and saying that uh, you've got my character completely wrong was kind of amusing. Um, and I kind of agree with them in the sense that they've just taken this guy's name and they've crowbarred whatever they need out of him into it, which I think is kind of wrong. I mean, of course make changes when you adapt stuff and make changes that, that kind of make sense. So if you're just going to create a new character and slap a familiar name on him, then 
don't just call it something else because let's face it, no one's going to watch Supergirl because they've heard that Agent Liberty's going to be in it and those that do when they see what they've done to him will be really disappointed You know something I've got an opinion on stuff like that um, which aye, they're doing something similar with another Legion character making them the first trans character in the DC universe or something and I'm kind of like I, I can't even remember the original character who went by Pretty the much. similar name yeah. being trans Yeah. and there's plenty they're, they're, like, they've got the Doom Patrol coming up so they've got plenty of scope for stuff like that and to do it authentically and to do it the way I mean Morrison was really good stuff though. and by all means by all means do it but I wonder if it's going to be similar to what they've got to do with this Asian Limited and just kind of the proof will be in the pudding, you know what I mean? If I watch it, see it, and it looks authentic, and, you know, then, aye, you roll with it, and you think to yourself, aye, good good job. But when you initially see it, the problem is because you've, if you've got a knowledge of some of the characters already, and they do a bit of creative license on them, that can go either way. You can go, yes, that's great, or what the hell, or you could go, what are they doing? You know what I mean? And... Ah, it's just it's, I don't know, but we'll, we'll see. So I mean, um, I'm, I'm off. Don't get me wrong. Please don't get me wrong. Um, I'm off for you know the, the, the diversity and everything along those lines. But just do it. Didn't didn't make it look forced. Do it so it's organic and it's natural. Um, and it's the same for thing at Agent Liberty. You know, again. Uh, so have you got to use creative license? If you want to um, keep it diverse and inclusive, then I think no problem. But just. I just hope I just hope the character's done a and if anybody gets interested in that character actually there's a point if yeah. anybody gets interested in that character and then they go away and they, they look for the books and they find that the, the character in the book's completely different and they'll go on ah oh, right okay and they might know you know what I mean they could maybe have done somebody else like a different character and wrote it yeah, I actually considered the comparison that you made between this uh, Dreamer, I've got the, the notes as Dreamer, but the, the first trans character. I wonder if it would be better if they kind of keep to the spirit of what that character's supposed to be, so if everything else is kind of what you would expect, other mm-hmm. than the fact that they, they happen to be trans. But the, this thing with Agent Liberty, I mean, the, the creator, I know bugger all about this character, to be perfectly honest. Uh, Dan Jorgens. Yeah, but when he came out and he said that Agent Liberty is not like a racist, he's not, a, you know, he's not an ethnic cleansing or all that kind of stuff, so like, what are you doing? And mm-hmm. it just sounds like, yeah, okay, Agent Liberty, that sounds like a kind of ethnic cleansing type name, so let's chuck that in because he's all about patriotism and whatever, uh, and let's just turn him into like a alien hating racist. And I can see where Dan Jorgens is coming from here, and mm-hmm. and I wonder if. I mean, when I review it, I'll probably just refer to him by the name of the character instead of calling him Agent Liberty all the time. But I don't know. It's it's a tough one. It's a it's almost a podcast in itself, debating about adaptations and what you should do and what you shouldn't do. And yeah, yeah, it kind of rubs me up the wrong way. I think it's definitely a topic for good, honest conversation. You yeah. know, and we um, not just the characters should be treated, but they should. The, the audience as well should be treated with respect so you know and all the different demographics and the dif- different people don't treat them as just a uh, well obviously I, I, 
I can't speak for anybody that's obviously I can't speak for anybody that's gay and I can't speak for anybody that's trans or I can't speak for because I'm no but what I'm trying to say is as long as they're watching it and maybe if they can see it and maybe they can relate to it or in some form or manner without feeling pandered you know they're feeling like that somebody's actually doing them a, a service does that make sense to you? yeah it's doing them a, like a, a just service is it yeah. And my, my issues are purely with the Agent Liberty thing. I think the, mm. the idea that Supergirl has broke new ground by introducing the first live-action trans superhero character, amazing. And, you know, it's a show that has constantly been kind of throwing, um, you know, flying the flag for kind of diversity and inclusion and all this stuff. And so I think it's the next logical step for them. So it all depends what they do with it. And the mm-hmm. fact that they've cast this trans activist or uh, Nicole Maines who also happens to be an actor uh, and the role seems appropriate I guess although I wonder why they didn't just go with a trans actor just to complete the, the tra- you know the thing but then again maybe she was the best person that auditioned well, it's, uh, now you think you've used a good point there because you yeah. get some roles and you get straight people playing playing the part of a gay person you're like ah, but is there a shortage of talented gay actors that could have done that role by the way can you think to yourself, you could have probably got yourself, you know, an actor who was genuinely gay to do that role. And you're like, what do you call him? Uh, that does a uh, thing about foot. Uh, oh, what do you call him? Captain Cold. Wentworth Miller. Aye, absolutely fantastic. You know what I mean? Uh, mm. So, I mean, yeah, well. Yeah. <laughs> Possibly a discussion for another day. I think I'm going off track there as well on a different subject. But this uh, this season will also have David Ayala as Manchester Black. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and actually, that's the thing I'm quite looking forward to seeing. Uh, just because I guess I think I think he's he's quite quite an interesting character. Um, and yeah, and and I think that. I think that that his film Zero Tolerance. Uh, by, uh, uh, vigilante violence like will uh, will quite contrast quite heavily against Kara uh, and, and her her, her belief that, like, that all people can can be can be inherently good and that uh, everyone's inherently redeemable. Do you think they'll adapt um, that? Well, the Superman versus the Elite. Yeah, the or what's the, uh, the about truth, justice, and the American Way story? Do you think they'll do that? I'm suspecting that um, that they will because they because ha- Red Sun in one season. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, because it does. They, they have seemed to have to have a tendency uh, to um to uh, to to adapt Superman stories like for for Supergirl. Yeah. Which I've never quite understood because because yeah, she's got a whole bunch of her own stories to choose from. Yeah, a debate for another time, I guess. Uh, Chris, what do you think of all this? Um, as a trailer, um, I wasn't really impressed, to be honest. Um, it was a lot of shots. Of, yeah, it was pretty much shots of previous seasons with a, a sort of groovy voiceover. And then you've got to take into account what the writer of the character said. So you're then getting this sort of monologue from the character that the, the original writer is saying isn't really something that they would say. So, yeah, I'm not. There was nothing in there that particularly grabbed me, to be honest. Yeah, uh, Isaac, I know you haven't. Well, you don't need to see the trailer. There's nothing new there, but just based on the kind of conceptual stuff we've been talking about. Uh, well, I suppose it's because there was that big thing kicking off about Scarlett Johansson when she took on a trans role. Yes. Which is kind of similar. It's a similar, a similar scenario to this one. 
Uh, but ah, uh, yeah, but yeah, with all the CW stuff, it's not one of those ones that will sort of blaze by me. I'll see you watching it when I come in from work, and that's about as much as I'll get involved, really. So is that a rise then? Yeah, why not? Uh, I'm going to rise as well, based on I'm just not that excited about anything I've seen based on what I've said here. Andrew, what are you doing? Yeah, I'm rising as well because I'm not I'm not convinced that that they've properly thought through what they're doing this time. Yeah, yeah, I'm the same. Chris, yeah, I'm rising against. And James, I'll say rise, but I'll probably give it a wee watch at some point. Oh, we'll we'll all be watching it exactly. exactly. But uh, I don't know. It's probably showing it to telly again. You're doing it all wrong. You're wasting your bloody time. <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna type very furiously, furiously. <laughs> uh, and I alluded to this earlier, but there's a Batwoman show in development, where apparently, again, as you said, James, they're looking to cast a gay actor in the lead role. Well, which, Batwoman is gay, so I, why is. not? Yeah, and she's a bloody amazing character. Yeah, it's it feels like one of those things where they've kind of forgotten what acting is, but you know, fair enough. If you want to find a good role for a gay actor, where there maybe isn't a lot of good roles for gay actors. Oh, well, see, it's not just that, but Batwoman is a cool, it's a cool comic. I've not read, lo- I've not read it in a, quite a while, um, but there was who? Oh Christ, what issue? What volume was it? Was it the New Fifty Two volume? Was it the? Uh, was it Sonata? Who was on that? I can't mind, but it was just, it was the artwork, and it was absolutely stunning. And I've, see what I'd like to see. I'd like to see the. The cinematic, the cinematography, in one of these shows, because sometimes, just because it's a TV medium, they could, they could still tinker with it and grade it, and there'll be, there'll be a few things with it, like, with some of the scenes, to just make it look, just that more, visually appealing and just, I, I don't know. Um, Instead of well, just people standing around in the dark. Aye, mm. ah, you know they could do it. Just, I mean, when you get people that, um, what do you call them, uh, Bill Seisnick, you know, the way some of his paintings were done and things with electro and things, yeah. if they could do things like that for the screen and just every every inch in a blooming, just you know, just a tran transcend between different styles and make a look all natural, then it would make a, it would just mix it up a wee bit. Uh, yeah. I'm not overly excited. I guess it's really weird because I'm saying. That'll be a great role, that'll probably be a good show. And that'll be good for that. I'm not overly No, didn't it wasn't it wasn't it like when I got announced I was like Yippee, brilliant, great because I'm no I'm no overly excited and jumping up and enjoy the fact of making it. Mm. Uh, just a cracking character. She's a a good character. Uh decent book and that, but um It'll no, be up like to the crossover to convince you, I think. I think that's the whole point of the crossover, isn't it? To <sighs> to get you on board. Um, we were discussing this recently, Chris, but they, you know, we think that this will take place on Supergirl's Earth. Yeah, we were we were suggesting yeah. that, weren't we? Yeah. So, mm-hmm. like, they, uh, Oliver and Barry go over to visit Supergirl's Earth to help her out with something, and then you have Batwoman and Gotham over there, and that's it. Um, I don't see why not. It, it's a fairly underpopulated universe uh, by comparison, so they might as well. 
I think it gives them more scope to do stuff in Supergirl's Earth because it's not one that's been explored to the max yet. Yeah. But I think the only issue that you've got is when you have got a, a potential powerful ally like Supergirl standing around, you know, you end up with the same problem that you get in the Arrowverse of why don't you just call such and such who can do this very quickly <laughs> or who can do this but be invincible. Uh, you know, it's, it's, there's, a, there's a lot of that going on. So, um, yeah, it's I, I don't know. It'll be interesting. I'm, um, I'm kind of kneeling before it. It sounds interesting. Um, they've kind of won me over a bit with the description. I look forward to finding out more. So yeah, kneeling before it's, it. It's a kneel for me as well, Andrew. Yeah, I'm I'm kneeling because I'm well to to steal a phrase from Chris. Um, I'm I'm I'm, I'm intrigued to see where it goes. <laughs> That's the, that's the typical Chris. My my catchphrase, excellent. Yeah, yeah. It's spreading. That's it's it. spreading. That's it. Yeah. Just this non-committal. Yeah, wait and see. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Isaac, Batwoman TV's show. Do you think yeah, I'll kneel before. I'll kneel before this. Batwoman's fun. There we go. Isaac's finally excited about some. Yeah. Okay. Let's move on to the DC movie verse, which is now called the Worlds of DC, which seems to suggest that they're throwing continuity out the window because it doesn't work for them. So let's just let's make films that might exist in continuity for other films and don't exist in continuity for others. Fine, but we have DC multiverse. DC multiverse. Yes, I was wondering is is Worlds of DC like a slight Elseworlds vibe to it? Could be. I mean, it's just you watch Man of Steel, uh, Batman v Superman, Justice League. There's they're in one universe. The Wonder Woman movies they're in their own universe. Aquaman, who knows? Uh, and the many and, and the many Joker films and the many Joker <laughs> films, yeah, Ugh. it's not going there. The Joker verse. The Joker verse. Uh, what's going to happen is they're all going to team up to fight Batman in his solo film. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be like the Joker League. I, I, you heard it here first, and I think I've just given them ideas. Actually, I'd really like to see it. The Joker League. <laughs> they mentioned like, I'll watch like seven Jokers, like the Legion of Jokers, jo- Joker about in like a tiny clown car. I'd watch that film. Yeah, and they all get out of this tiny clown car. <laughs> yeah, they all get out of the tiny clown car. <laughs> oh my god. I don't want to see that. That'll be scary as all hell, but you know. Like... If there happens to be like a really good fan filmmaker that just happens <laughs> to be listening to the podcast today, please, 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 please. Just make that. Yeah. Just, just, just that one scene, thank you. Yeah. So let's start with the Aquaman trailer. I'm going to kneel before it. It looks kind of cool. Parts of it look like a PS2 game, as everyone says about these films. That really does look like a PS2 game. Uh, bits in Atlantis they look a bit rubbery and CGI. But I like Momoa in this role. Uh, it looks a bit fun. Um, and they've gotten rid of that stupid let's create a b- air bubble so we can talk to each other thing they had in Justice League. Yeah, totally kneel before this. Andrew, Aquaman. Yeah, I'm kneeling before this as well uh, but because yeah, I, I think I think that Momoa was definitely one of the best things about Justice League um, being, being granted there wasn't that many good things can say about it but I think he was he was def- definitely one of them and honestly I think I think you could probably sell the, the, the whole film just on his charisma alone just because he has this he has this like this fantastically sly charm about him um I, and yeah, and and I think that his uh, is the um, interpretation of of the 
character is one which will hopefully obliterate the un- undescribably irritating perception that that seems seems to be in- enduring of, of, the, of the character. Of, of, yeah, because yeah, 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 because yeah, you're still seen by so many people as just as being a complete joke, and that and that and that was was one thing that annoyed me a little bit about the trailer because because they're still they're still have, having uh, still having the the the, uh, the uh, Aquaman talking to fish joke, which always seems to be the the one thing that the people people can say about him, and is often cited as a, as a reason why he, reason why he sucks when in actuality he's pretty awesome. So yes, yeah, so so like one-winded and circular way of saying yes. I I am I am kneeling and I'm looking forward to this. Oh, Chris, Aquaman trailer. Uh, I've written this in my notes. Is Aqua Dude? Aqua Bro, uh, Aqua Dude. Is I've got it in my Aquabro. notes. But um, yeah, um, do you know what trailer looks really really good? However, I have been burned so many times with trailers for these DC films. Um, so I'm going to have to kneel before the trailer and hope to not be disappointed in the film I sort of feel the same as Andrew I think the character has the potential to be alright it also has the potential to be absolutely terrible so uh, yeah let's go and kneel before the trailer I think Warner Brothers have made it abundantly clear that this kind of dark and dreary Snyder-ish DC universe is gone they're not doing that anymore They've, they've listened at last and it's time to actually just, you know, let's have the tone fit the character. And that certainly seems to be what's going on here. Isaac, what do you think of the Aquaman trailer? Yeah, this one looks fun. There's definitely some Black Panther vibes, but I'm not about it. That's maybe because there's the, the contest and the contest for the throne yeah. bit. Yeah, it's sort of, this one looks like the fun one compared to, well, I guess we'll talk about Shazam later. <laughs> but, like, Aquaman looks like the good one of the two. So I'll kneel before this one. James? Looks bloody amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like wow. Um, aye, this just this this gets me excited. This one, I've never you know something that's actually quite all new to me because I've never really read Aquaman apart for the odd mini series and that any ongoing stuff. I've never really read it. Um, I know all about the mythology and uh, the mythos from. I've read them in other books, but you know. Arthur Curry and his own sort of books and stuff. I've never really, you know. There's so it's it's. I'll feel hopefully it'll feel fresh. To me. But I mean, the trailer looked amazing, man. It looks better than the CW pilot from way back. Aye. The WB pilot. Oh, the one where the guy. No, the one. What was he in? There was somebody in Smallville. He yeah, played that. Green man. Arrow. Yeah, Justin Hart. Aye, and then there's something else, and I was nah. Adrian uh, Palicki was in it as well. Was he? Yeah, she. Oh, he, she. Oh, th- okay. When you said Palikia, well, I was thinking about what you come for Supernatural. No, no, no. Although Is that she did Padalicky? play. Yeah, Padalicky. No, she right. did play um, Sam's girlfriend in Supernatural though, for one episode when she, before she oh, was right, killed. Okay. Yeah. And then she got killed. It all circles back around. Oh, it's wow. all connected. <laughs> I, but I, Aquaman. Yes, that looks real. It looks, looks like a good movie. Overwhelming majority, then. Well done. You know, unanimous. Uh, on to Shazam. I like the look of this. I quite like the idea of a couple of kids living in the DC universe wishing they were superheroes, and then boom, one of them gets their wish. Zachary Levi looks a bit juvenile and fun. Uh, I like the kind of getting used to your powers thing they show you in the trailer. I like the 
has suddenly 20 odds, you know, like um, it's like Big Meets Superman, I guess. Uh, I'm wondering if The Rock is still in this, though. I don't think he is. Uh, looks good. Looks fun. I like it. Neil before, all the way. Uh, Isaac, I'll pick on you now so that you can. Yeah, I'm going to rise against this one. It looks a bit like an Adam Sandler film. Ooh. <laughs> it's just a bit like, as much as a trailer, it's like, it's sort of like, yeah, I know it's supposed to be goofy and comedic and stuff, but I was like, I pretty much just glazed, my eyes sort of just glazed over when I got bored. I was like, oh. I didn't know who Shazam was before this, and I'm not, I don't, I'm not interested to find out who he is after it. Oh, Captain Marvel. Whoa. Captain Marvel, yeah. I'll tell you what Captain Marvel, Marvel I care about. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Chris. Um, the trailer looks like it should be fun. Um, you, I always worry with these, um, especially in a film sort of edging towards the comedy route, I wonder if they put some of the best gags into the trailer, and then when you watch the film you're like, oh, all the kind of good gags are out. Already, it looks all right. It looks like it could be fun. So yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll uh, kneel before this one. Andrew. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm the same. I, I think, I think it does, it does look, look like it'll be, it'll be a good laugh. Um, yeah, but though I am, I am slightly concerned that uh, that it, it might end up being just a, just a little too goofy and, yeah, and. And so, in the end, you might not be able to take it seriously at all. Yeah, but in, in spite of that, uh, I, um, I, I am still kneeling. And James, kneeling. Uh, looks looks good. Looks like good fun. And somebody's, you know, he's trying to find out his powers. It reminded me of the Salt TV show for the Saturday morning called The Greatest American Hero. <laughs> you know, the guy got the suit and he had to find out his powers, and yeah. he was hopeless. Just for a second, I just thought to myself, oh, aye. Mm. Um, completely unrelated, but I, I'm, I'm up for this. It's almost like every other learning your superpower montage ever made, to be honest. Try flying, mm. and he jumps and falls down. And, you know, it's, it's going to be a lot of that, but I, I wonder if this is going to be one of those two-thirds of it are just him pissing about, and then he'll fight someone in the last half hour or so. Um, and, you know, it'll be the typical DC thing of, they're just fighting in this exploding background. Uh, I, ho- I hope not. I think I'd like to see us get away from that. That's just dull. CGI punch out. Yeah, that's it. Invincible people hit each other. That's your climax. Marcus of Queensberry rules with Black Adam. <laughs> come on, come on, come on, I did ya. Well, The Rock is still playing Black Adam. It's just not clear when. Is that right? I have no idea. Anymore. Don't ask me. Hmm. Yeah. Does anybody know? Uh, nothing specific, no. I'll uh, look it up for a later date. Listen to the next podcast and I'll have an answer. There we go. There's an advertisement for the next podcast. Uh, so we're overwhelmingly kneeling before other than Isaac, who thinks it looks stupid, and an Adam Sandler film, which is, you know, ouch. But fair, I guess. Uh, there was a little bit of Wonder Woman 1984 news, not much though. They've mentioned that Chris Pine is in it and he plays a big role in the film. Fine. And apparently they showed a sequence of Wonder Woman barging into a mall to save a little girl or something. So, I'm sure it'll be good. Mm-hmm. I'll kneel before it. Yeah, I'm yeah. going to be pre preemptively kneeling as well because I, I absolutely love the, uh, the, the first Wonder Woman. And. Yes, and I would, and I would be very surprised if this one was any different. Yeah, 
I think the first Wonder Woman film was really, really good. Um, you know, they've not released tons of information about this one, but what I've heard so far sounds positive, so I am also kneeling. Isaac? Yeah, yeah they say did a great film the first time, and it's the same team, so there is a need to do a great second film. So, yeah, great. Well, excited. Yeah. Oh, Neil on. Neil on. Hi. Hello, another unanimous on no footage and about two lines of news. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Okay, now that that's over with, let's move on to Marvel. Wasn't much for Marvel this year, um, mostly because all their film news is, you know, we know about it all, I suppose. We're just waiting on Avengers 4 stuff, which we're not going to get here. Um, I will call back to something that was kind of released before this. Uh, a new cartoon that comes out in a couple of weeks called Marvel Rising Initiation which stars Ms. Marvel, uh, Quake, uh, Ghost Spider, or, or Spider-Gwen, and Squirrel Girl. I uh, watched the trailer, kneeling before it, I think it looks good fun. Uh, the, the kind of women of Marvel, uh, Kamala Khan doing a first proper animated appearance, I guess. Looks cool, looks decent. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I, I, th- I think it looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, and I'm I'm guessing the the target demographic certainly looks uh, looks to be skewing quite a bit younger than than, uh, than a lot of the other stuff. But yeah, but I'm I'm still going to watch it, and I'm pretty confident I'm going to enjoy it. Chris, do you know anything about this? I know nothing about this whatsoever. Um, so going under the same rules that I applied to DC. Uh, sadly, it means I have got to rise, but I knew nothing about it before now. <laughs> Isaac, we watched the trailer. Yeah, because uh, I've been, I've read the first two, because at least in the Marvel Rising comics as well. So I've, I was reading the ones with Miss Marvel and Squirrel Girl. So it's like they're really fun. So it's anything like them. And then it's the same sort of like style and art style, and it's, it's light and friendly. And so yeah, it should be good. So are the comics like a prequel to this or? I think it's just tie-in, like a tie-in, I guess. Cool. Uh, James, do you know anything about this? I've been a kid. I didn't need, this is the first I've known about this, so uh, I, I, I didn't really have much of a... Um, who did you say was in it? Miss Marvel? Uh, Squirrel Girl, uh, Gwen Stacy, Spider-Woman, or they're calling her Ghost Spider for this, and Quake, and uh, Chloe Bennett is reprising her role as Quake. Okay. Um, as the voice um, Dove Cameron is uh, Gwen Stacy I think uh, I so quite liked I like Quake and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. I think that's quite apparent um, Spider-Gwen I like the I like the comic I read that for quite a while uh, but I've not read it all um, Squirrel Girl I really don't care that much about her other than she's a Steve Zitko creation and she defeats Thanos. Uh, <laughs> yes, I mean... With squirrels. <laughs> squirrels. And the juggernaut. She defeated the juggernaut as well. Yeah, and Doctor Doom. <laughs> it really I is want weird. to see a sort of squirrel girl comic where she takes down all the big characters of the the Marvel comics. You know, sort of like how DC did the uh, Batman version where he took everyone down. I, I want to see the squirrel girl version. It's oh, there called is, there, Squirrel there is Girl one. Beats. Yep. Yeah, Beats of the Marvel Universe. <laughs> oh, is it there? Is it? Does it yeah. exist? Awesome. Right, I can go out and buy it then. That's fine. <laughs> mm. 
There we go. Yeah. Chris gets his wish and he didn't know it existed. Yay! <laughs> uh, so are you going to kneel before this then, James, after after that chat? Uh, uh, <laughs> I'm not going to go out my way to look for it. Cool. Um, if it's a Marvel animated thing, I'll be... But if, um, if I come across it and I've got nothing to do, I'll probably watch it. Fair enough. Uh, bye. Uh, next bit of news is that Cloak and Dagger got a season two, uh, which is great. I love Cloak and Dagger. Neil before Yay! amazing, great show. Yes. Two episodes left as of this recording, so that's good news. Uh, yeah, yeah. I've I've, I've, I've only seen uh, a few a few episodes of it so far, just uh, just uh, three or four, I think. But I'm 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 I'm, I'm, re- I'm really enjoying it. Yeah, because I'm getting to the point where just like where one episode ends, I, I immediately want the next one. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, and and I wasn't familiar with the character the characters at all uh, b- before the TV series. Yeah, so so uh, so I'm not, so I'm not clear on how comics accurate the interpretation is. Uh, but yeah, but I uh, but I, but either way, um, I th- I think I think it's a uh, really really decent creation and I'm happy that, that there's going to be more of it I would say it's not situationally accurate as in it doesn't like doesn't like lift stories directly out of the comics but it's, in the spirit it's very accurate I think in terms of how okay. they explore the characters and stuff so it's kind of like I was talking about earlier, make your necessary changes nice. keep, it, keep it what it is or keep it what it should be Bill Mantelow created Cloak and Dagger and I think they've got the powers to drug use yeah. Um, which has been changed a wee bit because of the the rock zone thing, yeah. but the, but but it was an anti drug comic. Yeah. But they've it's kept they've they've kept the drug use in it to a certain extent because Dagger, what do you call? Her? Um, she's Candy. Uh, she's still using a wee bit, and um, so and what do you call? Uh, Cloak's brother's pal selling stuff, so it's. Yeah. There's still elements of it. It's got a strange tone, the show. Yeah. Um, it sort of like simmers along. They were heavily used in the Ultimate comic, Cloak and Dagger, as well. They, you know, they were of age with <laughs> their Spider-Man and hung around with him. Um, these ones are... I think excuse a, they're a bit older than they were, at least originally. They were sort of like 15, 16 originally, but these are like 18, 17, 18. So. Uh, season 2... Excited for it. I'm looking forward to seeing how season one ends. I'm gripped. I think it's it is very good. So I'm going to obviously kneel before that. Sounds like Andrew and James are kneeling before it as well. Aye, I, I'm, I definitely. Well, I think probably <laughs> Andrew's place. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely kneeling before it. I think it's pretty cool. Um, I enjoy it. So I kneel. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm totally kneeling. I I want all of it that I can get. I've only seen uh, one episode of uh, season one so far, but yeah, I'm the only before the fact it's getting a second because it means it's even more worthwhile to watch. Yeah, Isaac, any opinion? Yeah, no, I, I probably won't watch this. So I'll rise against. Fair enough. Uh, next thing was there was a PS4 story trailer for the Spider-Man game. I think I said that sentence the wrong way around. There was a story trailer for the Spider-Man PS4 game. There we go. That's right. Uh, looks good. Pre-order it. Can't wait. Neil before. I'll just borrow it off you. So no, I'll kneel before because it's going to be free. Yeah, but Isaac's going to buy another game that I'll borrow from him. So <laughs> that's true. Yeah. 
Bye. PlayStation users can do that. Yeah, yeah I, I, I don't have a PlayStation, so therefore I suppose I've just got to rise against because I can't play it. Or you'll have to maybe hope that I invite you around and you can play it. Ah, that's what you promised me the last time. I'm not falling for that trap again. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Andrew, any thoughts on Spider-Man video game? Uh, yeah, well, oh, I'm really not much of a gamer anymore at all. Um, yeah, so I, I definitely won't, won't be playing this. But the trailer itself did look pretty spectacular. Um, yeah, so for the purposes of this, I, I will be kneeling, just from what it looks like. Cool. James, any thoughts? I'll buy it. Um, I think. Oh, I'll bottle days. I'll probably pull into the wee man's Christmas list. Play the absolute <laughs> shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, the games come pre-opened. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they do. All my games, man. I mean, yeah. uh, what's it? I'll see games because obviously there's certain windows that I'll play and certain windows that I have to work. Yeah, and same. I've I've seen all my games just disappear, whether it's been like <laughs> uh, Arkham Knight, Arkham City, or these games, or what have you. Vamoosh. Where's my games? And then, because the problem we've got is, and this has got to sound really popular, but decadent or eccentric, but it really isn't it, because the PS4's been out for quite a long time. But there's three of them in this house. Because <laughs> I've got two boys, eh? And it's just mental. No one can share. <laughs> it's absolutely. It's just you know. Oh, um, it's just it's, it's mental, mental. Spider-Man game. We'll all look forward to playing it. Maybe Chris can watch. I'm, I'm, I think I'm going to go around to James. He, he sounds like he's got a spare PlayStation. <laughs> don't, don't like that. The youngest lad he paid for his in. He got, uh, was at Christmas time. He. And he's got his money for his birthday, which unfortunately is at the start of December. Oh. And then he had Christmas time, so he had his money and he put it together and he put his own PlayStation 4 and I was like, well done me, man. And then that was it. I, I saw even less sign in my games. <laughs> uh, but then again, I stole his Marvel Lego. I've still not played it yet, but it doesn't have came out it is. Fair enough. You just assume he lost it. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, brilliant, um, that'll be fun next on the list is there's some news about the Venom film I'm just going to rise against this, I think this sounds terrible Venom without Spider-Man, nah everyone at the panel looked completely disinterested they were talking about the, I think it was the director was talking about now I know that everyone wants to see him fight Spider-Man it's, yeah we're not going to do that and then Tom Hardy said he would have a go at Tom Holland which I kind of want to see just Tom, just Tom Hardy fighting Tom Holland just, like it there's no cameras, but they're, they're just fine. Uh, was so, there not a rumour that Tom Hardy was seen on the set of the new Spider-Man movie? I think it was the other way around. Ah, I think right. it was that Tom Holland was spotted on the set of Venom, but I don't know if he was just visiting or wasn't there at all. I don't think that's going to happen. It seems ill-conceived to have a Venom film without Spider-Man being involved at all. And that film that's not out for us yet, but has been out in the US, Upgrade looks like a better version of Venom. Well, so, look, if they retcon it after, if they go and do Secret Wars and introduce the X-Men, the Fantastic Four, that way to the Marvel Cinematic Universe, then they can introduce Venom that way as Spider-Man's symbiotic costume. No, so they could 
as long as they're quite vague about when the Venom movie is actually set, then it could work. If they kind of leave some like open ends, like stuff need answered, then it could potentially work. And if they do a Secret Wars movie crossover event type thing, then then I'll probably die quite happy because it was the first comic I've ever read. So, well, the first <laughs> American Marvel type big thing. Kind of. So what, what are your thoughts on the Venom film and, and the kind of stuff that you've mentioned? Worth a kneel before or rise against? Uh, well, see, it's Eddie Brock. And I always thought of Venom as Eddie Brock. I've never read a lot of his comics, uh, the Venom comics, the standalone stuff as such. I think they've done a Venom Space Knight, which kind of annoyed me a wee bit because Space Knight was always wrong to me and there's that whole Hasbro thing, but I'm, I'm, I'm digressing. Uh, I think it could be alright. The trailer looks alright to me. I'll watch it. Um, I wasn't too sure whether I was going to like Homecoming. And yet, Homecoming blew me away. So, I'm prepared to go in um, with no expectations to Venom. Um, And see what it takes me. And I can't even really. I could. I'll be watching it in quite a naive manner to a certain extent because a lot of my friends were that uh, they read like the Venom comics and stuff, and I'm kind of like, well, uh, the actual volume of Venom that's at the moment. I'm reading that because that's actually really good because I'm trying to read that just because the film's coming out, uh, and I'm actually enjoying that. But yeah, I'm Neil. I'm Neil. I'll give it a check Isaac? Uh, I might kneel before because I don't really I'm not a huge Spider-Man fan so I don't mind if it's just a Venom film like it's not a it's not a character I've really read about or I've, obviously I've seen the like Spider-Man 3 and like the cartoons that you've had on that is in but yeah I'll, I'll watch it why not I never know I'm not giving up hope yet on this one <laughs> Chris? Nothing that I've sort of seen or heard about this so far has sort of instilled me with any confidence, so I'm going to have to rise against it. I mean, it might surprise me, it might do, but I, I, I kind of doubt it. I do like Venom as a character when I sort of uh, read it in the comics, so yeah, I'm, I'm hoping it does the character justice, but I'm, I'll, I'm not going to pin hope on it. It's the kind of film in limited cards were made for, wouldn't it? Yeah, kind of, yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure. Let's have a look. Yeah. Andrew yeah I am rising for this one uh, it's just it's uh, d- just because as I as, as far as I'm concerned if you I, if you're if you're doing Venom's origin then that that needs to have Spider-Man in it it just 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 uh, because the it's just because he he's I've I've seen him as just so integral to the to the character's development um and to have the story without him, um, it, it, it just uh, risks uh, fun- fundamentally al- altering the fundamental nature of the, of the, of the character, it, like into something just called Venom, but not quite. In which case, you just watch Upgrade, which is a similar concept to what they're going for. It seems. I don't know. I haven't seen it yet, but yeah. Rise, you're rising. Three nails, which I didn't. Uh, not two nails and one rise. I didn't expect. Okay. Interesting. Uh, 
we'll move on to a contentious topic next. Uh, James Gunn was fired from Guardians of the Galaxy 3 because of tweets that he posted like years ago. Um, I'll start with my general opinion on this. Um, now, I think the tweets that he posted were in very, very poor taste. There's no denying that. But he was kind of a controversial figure back then, or trying to be. And if I'd read them back then, I might have been thinking, this guy's a bit of a dick. But uh, he certainly doesn't deserve to be fired over them. Uh, especially not years later. Especially not when some armchair alt-right person has dug them out for the purposes of getting them fired because he happens to speak out against Supreme Leader Trump. Um, I think this sets a dangerous precedent and I don't like the path that we're going down with this kind of stuff. I, uh, I, I completely agree with that. <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah, I think the, like the, the, the tweets and, and the... Um, and the inverted commas jokes that he was posting are the painfully un unfunny, yeah, you know, and um, and seriously, and seriously, uh, seriously ill-advised. But yeah, yeah, but I, I really, I really don't think that um, that 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 they're that they're worth him him losing his job over six years later, um, uh, um, and especially after he after he had pre previously apologised for them. Yeah, and the, and it's also especially um, annoying, but uh, because I refuse to believe that Disney didn't actually know who who this guy was when 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 they first hired him. Because because this is like, like 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 the guy who 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 directed Slither and Super, and created a series of of online shorts called PG Porn. Yeah. And and he started his film career work working for Troma. Who, yeah. Yeah, so, uh, who, who um, when it comes to kind of provocative and yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, and and depraved bad taste, these guys are the lords of the universe. It's like 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 they they, they live, live for sh like that. But um, yeah, yeah, yeah but the sort of, the, the sort of tacit implication seems to be that um like like uh, that. Yeah, that somehow James Gunn just dropped out of the sky and wrote the script for the live-action Scooby-Doo and did did nothing else. It's also even even more incensing when, yeah, yeah, when, yeah, when when the guy who who whipped up this whole incel frenzy, as as well as being 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 an on an an alt right guy, and is is he was he was also like a, a, a propagator of that. Idiotic Pizzagate conspiracy theory. Yes, he he's he's a he's a he's a rape apologist. He is someone who who has who has been charged with rape. Yes, and yeah, uh, and yeah, and and accusing people who who disagree with him or he doesn't like of being paedophiles is basically his one move. Yeah, and it's just scum, plain and simple. Let's not forget that Disney still employ actual scumbags. So. Yes. Yeah. Not. Uh, Chris, do you have an opinion on this? Bear in mind your opinion will be immortalised in the. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just just be in mind that six years later, uh, Disney will sack me from <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Six. Um, yeah, I mean, my thing is, this was six years ago. People's character does change. I think we're in this 
sort of very dangerous age at the moment where a lot of young people are joining social media and things very, very early. And you forget that your Bebo profile from many, many years ago is still floating about somewhere or your MySpace or an old Twitter account that you didn't actually delete. You just kind of kept it sitting there somewhere and you got a better username. You know, so I, I think it's, it's a very dangerous thing to say. I do think that what he posted at the time was in very, very poor taste. Disney, I think, have worse people working for them just now than James Gunn. I think he could have been made to apologise again. I think their press office definitely could have pointed out the fact that he had already apologised. Um, I do think there was just other ways of handling this other than just, okay, we're going to sever all ties, kick him out into the into the cold. You know, I, I think it's a, a little bit unfair, especially considering who it is that's, that sort of riled the, the crowds around him. Yeah. Isaac, what do you think? Uh, well, it's all the same sort of opinions as what you've been saying. I saw a thing today where it's like, Disney, who once made a Song of the South film and several <laughs> racist stereotypes, were angry at someone for having like negative past things. Yeah, firing's probably a little bit extreme, as supposed to, you know, it's a slap on the wrist or, uh, yeah, have a you know apologise or say, oh yeah, back in the you know, if you sort of say, oh yeah, I was, you know, trying to be a bit edgy back in whenever these the six her in two thousand. Uh, 12? Yeah, whenever it was, yeah. Yeah, whenever it was. Yeah, uh, yeah so, so yeah, I'm not really sure what's going to happen with them. Well, obviously they'll still make Guardians 3, but I suppose we'll have to... Like, if they'll... Because I'm wondering if they'll still use his... Because when's that due to be out? Does it have, have they announced that yet? 2020, I believe. Conveniently, so, I think they've done it around about the same time as he submitted his draft, his final yeah, draft. Yeah, he submitted his, his final draft, so they might, whether they'll still use that script or not, or whether they'll, like, just start again from the beginning could be a, which is, you know, kind of a problem, well, not a problem, but a lot of modern films, so like um, Justice League, Solo, etc., etc., they're having, you know, huge directorial changes or writer changes in the middle of them. So I suppose we'll have to see what happens, really. Do you think we can look forward to Ron Howard's Guardians of the Galaxy? No, I don't think because Ron Howard like <laughs> lost some loads of money on Thingy, didn't he? So yeah. who will it be? Who's a who's a who's a sort of cheap and like n- non-controversial replacement? Me. Will they put Favreau? Favreau to do it? Yeah, maybe Favreau will do it. But I wonder if these people will. Like, no one's going to take the job out of protest? Because that happened with Ant-Man. There was people that just wouldn't take the job because they didn't want to support the, that treatment of Edgar mm. Wright by, by taking yeah. the job. But there's also, like, a billion TV directors who just want the name heard. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm, anyone with clout will turn it down, I think. Yeah. Um, if they're asked. I mean, the thing is, James Gunn, as much as he, he did the Guardians of the Galaxy, was also kind of a very key part of that Marvel brain trust. Yeah. in the middle sort of tying the films together I mean he did a lot of the he's done things like shoot all the sort of Stan Lee cameos and yeah. being involved in doing a lot of different bits in the background as much as people go okay he's the Guardians of the Galaxy guy he's also been very tied in to the organisation in the background yeah and as, a, as I kind of alluded to he's a very vocal anti-Trump supporter so read that into what you will um, I just think it's 
you know, if, if people can get away with, with tearing apart people's careers like this, and, and people have said, oh, he's a white male rich guy, he'll be fine. And that's not what it's about. It's about the fact that Disney capitulated to this nonsense, and they shouldn't have. Uh, and they, sh- they should back up their employees. You know, like, what are other people going to be thinking about them as an employer now? It was, well, first sign of trouble, and they, they forget I exist. But it's it's the fact that they've kind of picked and choosed where they've responded that way. Maybe because they've had their their fingers burnt in the past with other recent scandals that they've went, okay, we're just going to immediately go to the firing and the severing all ties, yeah. rather than trying the support angle. We're just going to go straight for scissors and cut the contract up. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I don't know. It's, it's, a, it's one of those... For Dis- from Disney's point of view, damned if they do, damned if they don't, I think, um, lines. I think it's going to create more problems than the fact that they've done it. It seems like there's a big outcry against it. The cast of Guardians of the Galaxy are speaking out against it quite readily. There was a bit earlier on Twitter that I saw from Dave Batista where someone had someone had posted something that, that was kind of accusing him of something, and the tweet was deleted, so I didn't see it early enough to know what the accusation was. But he, he basically responded with, "Is that an accusation? If it is, you better be prepared to lawyer up, you know." And he's just going to sue him. And I wonder if this is how you combat this: rich, rich actors and directors just taking people to court who can't afford it, you know. And uh, that will serve them, right? I mean, I could imagine there's a TV network somewhere that would buy the rights to troll court. You know, it's. Yeah, uh, I, can, I can afford. I can afford to tie this up in litigation for a while. Can you? You know. Uh, because you get people that they just say things and there's no consequence to it or they you know, they, they, they kind of dig evidence out of nowhere and there's no consequence to anything because nothing ever comes back on them so it would be nice to see them get their comeuppance because they deserve it, like what are you doing you're sitting in your house just bad mouthing people go and do something you know, useless members of the human race that they are watch this podcast get savagely attacked now like, do your worst, guys. I'm squeaky clean. I think. <laughs> just, just, just keep scrolling back in his tweets. There's some right doozies in there from about ooh, yeah. six years ago. <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> I know. Yeah, God, I don't know what my early tweets were. No. We've got a few landlord emails that they can always bruise against us. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Once they hack my email and they read my yeah. landlord, <laughs> landlord email. Yeah. Yeah, well, I'm just glad that there isn't any kind of permanent record of the kind of stuff that, that I came out with as a misanthropic 20-year-old, because I, because I, I, I was uh, I, 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 I different, I, I, a different person then. We all were. I mean, like, James Gunn's not the same guy he was six years ago. None of us are. Of course we're not. That's how people, that's how people work. I think Isaac hit the nail on the head considering some of the stuff that Disney released back in the day because it was what was done back then. You know, it, you, it is very difficult to try and condone it in that way, but yeah, I think... Should we, should we tell them about Walt Disney? <laughs> <laughs> Just put it out there. Uh, James, what do you think of this whole thing? Right? Listen, you live by the sword, you die by the sword. The guy's an amazing director. I've loved Guardians of Galaxy 1 and 2. I think the way he's dealt with the situation since it's happened has been quite admirable. Um, I'm 
obviously it's not for me to tell Disney how to run their concerns. Um, As a consumer, it kind of is. Well, yes and no, mate. You know what I mean? What do you know? Yeah, it's true that they say, you know, people need to. If he's a better person now than what he was when he done it, then aye, that's what we want. We want people to grow and mature and become better people. So if he didn't give people a chance to do that, then what does that really say? Um, although at the same time he did do it, uh, I find it stranger, maybe. He done it, he done that way back then, so... You'd imagine Disney would have roughly knew who he was when they were hiring him. Yeah, that, that's what we're saying well. when you're out the room, but yeah, it's, um, it's, it's dodgy. And I it's think, a funny predicament. Yeah. So I'm going to rise against this. I think it's all kinds of wrong uh, for reasons that are stipulated. I'm guessing the, the prevailing opinion in the room is rising against? Yeah, I think so. Like I said. Probably rise against it. I mean, aye, because Frankie Boyle's one of my favourite comedians and he's right close to the bone. There's all sorts all of comedians that thrive on controversy. Aye. Yeah. And you think I mean, yeah. Richard Maybe Pryor? he just tried it and it wasn't it funny. But maybe, yeah. maybe James Gunn tried it and it just wasn't funny. Well, he definitely wasn't funny. Yeah, well, not you know I mean? yeah, I mean, the, the, the tweets that he sent out were of very bad taste, but I mean, there was, there's been a few sort of fringe comedians, you know, we're getting ready for the the festival fringe this year and there's been a lot of fringe comedians that have said if they were judged on jokes that have happened in the past then none of them would have shows you know there'd be no comedians out there that definitely doing satire because as soon as sort of different bits and pieces come up uh, they've quick fire jokes onto twitter immediately yeah i think all it's going to raise to is uh, you know rise to is maybe people using these apps to sort of delete their twitter history after a certain date you know delete any tweets you know Nothing Delete the really tweets from over a year ago, you know. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, I just thought we should. I didn't. I, I didn't really need somebody else to go and make through my social media, you know, to go and tell me there's times I've probably put my foot in my mouth because I can tell you the new I have. There you we go. I've saved yeah. you the time and the hassle. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I apologise for every inflammatory thing I've ever said ever. Well, I don't apologise for everything. <laughs> <laughs> Some of it was was one. Yeah. I saw it probably couldn't fit a bit. I thought. <laughs> uh, okay, shall we move on? I just thought we'd address it, get an opinion out there, stir up some yep. controversy. You know. Uh, next up, we'll just talk about Iron Fist very quickly. Season two, forty uh, odd second teaser where he fights some guys in an alley. Um, looks like he's picking up where he left off in Defenders, being the new Daredevil. Uh, looks all right. Uh, Typhoid Mary is going to be the villain this season played by Alice Eve and I really like Alice Eve for more reasons than the obvious I think she's a really good actor uh, really smart person based on interviews I've seen so I'm looking forward to this I think it could be good let's, let's see uh, let's kneel before yeah let's do it, kneel before um, uh, I've not seen like anything for this one actually but I suppose, like, as long as he, like, fights more drunk people. As, as he, how is he in Defenders? Is he any better? Much better. Oh, that's good then. So, yeah, if it's just, like, Kung Fu, glowy hands versus, yeah, just, like, loads of more people to punch around and stuff. It, then again, it's 
Netflix, so it might be padded. Is it 13 episodes of the announced? Yeah. So it's already uh, three episodes too long. Yeah, it's already a few too long. <laughs> In some cases, four or five. Um, yeah, yeah my, my thing with the Netflix ones is always that mid-season bloat. It's just a bit too much. Um, Iron Fist, first season for me, was a bit... Uh, you know, I just... A lot of the Marvel Netflix stuff of late for me has just been very slow burn or just not really engaging. So, yeah, I, I would need to rise against this one, I think. I, I don't think it's going to win me over the immortal Iron Fist. Cool. Uh, Andrew, what do you think? Well, I was very surprised that Iron Fist actually got a second season, just given how negative a reception the first one got. Um, but, yeah, but, um, but, that, but that said, I am hopeful that they've... Learned like from from the mistakes that they that they made in that first film, yeah. And as you say, uh, Alice Eve is a, is a great actor, and I'm quite looking forward to seeing her playing playing a villain. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so, yes. Yeah, so, so for this, I I will be kneeling. Cool. James. Oh, Neil. I'll watch it. Um, First season, I think first season was just as bad as what everybody made it. Wasn't it the best at all the Marvel Netflix? But it was all right. It's worth the while. Um, definitely, Defenders was he was a bit better than that. I liked his cameo in Luke Cage. So, aye, I'm up for it. I haven't seen Luke Cage season two yet, but yeah, I'm aware he's in it at yep. some point. Yeah, cool. That's pretty much unanimous deal. Before then, yeah, apart from Chris, who's reluctant. Um, last Marvel thing it's not really a Marvel thing it's more of a Fox thing but I put it under the Marvel umbrella The Gifted season 2 I think it looks alright Polaris's hair is a bit more green than it was last season looks like there's a lot more action in it they're building up the kind of brotherhood of mutants stuff looks decent I'll kneel before that as well it uh, looks good to me as well I watched the first season I thought it was alright so yeah I'll I'll kneel before it. it it looks okay Andrew, yeah, I, I I quite enjoyed the first season as well. Um, what, yeah, while also being consciously aware of all of the reasons why I shouldn't, but I still did anyway. So yeah, I'm going to be kneeling as well. Uh, James, I'm kneeling. Um, I loved the first season. Uh, my next man fan anyway, so it kind of goes in their favour. I thought the trailer for season two was utter crap. Oh, wow. um, I just, I just watched the trailer and I kind of seen it. I thought, um, as far as trailers go, I just didn't feel like sell anything because I just watched it on my phone. I went, ah, yeah, okay, still gotta watch the absolute hell of it. Yeah. Well, Isaac, uh, well, I say it's another one of these shows that I'm not saying won't probably won't say. It. <laughs> so I'll go against. Cool. That says out of the Marvel universe then. Um, at last, took a while uh, DC and Marvel so I reckon based on the time I think just pick a few from, from the kind of other side of it and then we'll discuss a couple of things briefly um, let's start with Godzilla King of the Monsters uh, I think this looks pretty good although I've been burned before with a Godzilla movie uh, the last one was nonsense, it was rubbish uh, this one, I'm a bit confused they, they, they talk about they talk about these monsters like they're the old gods or the titans or all this. You know, it's very very ostentatious. 
and also the world's filling up with giant monsters, so it seems like the only solution is to release a bunch of giant monsters. Seems a bit counterintuitive. It's like, oh, don't worry, once, once, uh, you know, once the rats are eaten by the snakes, we'll bring in gorillas, and then they'll just die in the winter, and that's a problem that solves itself. Yeah, but, uh, it looks good. Visually, it looks amazing. It'd be cool to see Mothra and King Ghidorah as uh, looking good rather than guys in costumes. Yeah, I'll kneel before it tentatively. I'm I'm super excited for Godzilla. I think it's the same story-wise. It's the same thing when we went to skyscraper. It's like I don't care why there's monsters, or I don't care about the implications of releasing more monsters. Just release more monsters because I've paid. Sixteen pounds to get to this IMAX screen, and I want to see him fine. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair enough. Uh, Chris, what do you think? Um, I think the visuals look really good. Uh, like you say, being burned with a Godzilla movie before, but it does look kind of awesome. It looks like there's going to be plenty of action and stuff in it. So, so yeah, I'm I'm for it. Plenty of dark rubble and ash and That's it. explosions. Yeah, Andrew. Yeah, I'm. I'm exactly the same. Yeah, I and I love watching giant monsters kick the crap out of each other. Just just because when it comes down to it, I am a seven-year-old boy at heart. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, and and I I've 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 always had a always had a soft spot for King for King Ghidorah like for from from the Japanese movies. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, and 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 seeing. And basically seeing a uh, seeing a gargantuan triple-headed dragon, like uh, uh, a fully realised to to its ultimate potential, I think will be something glorious to behold. On, on especially on a giant cinema screen. Yeah, yeah. James. I think I really care. I'm honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> um, is this related to any of the previous films that has been hinted at, like? Yeah, Skull Island. It was yeah, it's set in the same universe as Skull Island and Godzilla King of the, the first Godzilla movie. And I think that's been it. It's one of those cinematic universe that works because they don't seem to care about it being a cinematic universe. But they still exist within the same universe. Yeah. Oh, right, okay. Because Skull the, the, the only thing that will probably be sort of tied over will be the fact that the monsters exist. I think everything else will be. I mean, no, it's no, not no, like trying to tie one, one character. All right, um, do we? We have, we have Monarch. Organization that the super secret organisation. The logo on the side of a helicopter. Right, okay. <laughs> um, but yeah. it's... I, I don't... Yeah, I think because you're not trying to tie it around, like, a group of the human characters, I think it kind of works all right. You know, it's like the, the stories are more about the big battling creatures rather than uh, well, people on the ground. Let's hope for interesting humans rather than stupid GI generic from the last one. Mm. Yeah, you might be hoping for a bit too much there. Yeah. Stick to the ash cloud and the monsters fighting <laughs> each other, I think. So, James, was that a rise against? Because you don't seem to be very plussed. I'd say... I've got no problem with it existing. Uh, if it comes along sometime to watch, then I might get... Well, Skull Island was quite enjoyable, but I was never really excited about it until I watched it. I enjoyed it from start to finish, so... This will probably be the same. I'll say rise against it because I'm not going to go my way to watch it or anything like that. But if it's TV viewing or something like that, then I'm fine. Fair one. Yeah. Uh, next up is my 
personal Comic-Con highlight, that Star Trek Discovery trailer. Looks amazing. Um, I like Anson Mount as Captain Pike. A much better job for him than Black Bolt, one hopes. Uh, he gets to speak this time, which really helps. And it seems by the trailer he just won't shut up. So uh, maybe, maybe that's a response to Black Bolt. I want to talk a lot in this one. Um, it looks like the tone is a lot lighter than last season. It looks like they're di- they're really diving into the spirit of adventure that I always loved about Star Trek. You know, you've got that line in the trailer just before the music kicks in, where uh, Pike says, "The signal's beyond anything we understand. Let's go take a look." Just yeah, it looks like it looks like modern classic Star Trek, and I could not be more hyped. Neil before completely just cannot wait, and apparently Pike is in all most of the season. I only thought he was in two episodes, but Anson Mount said in an interview that he's in most of it. So, that was interesting. My excitement is hopefully infectious. Andrew, what do you think of it? Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm uh, again, I'm, I'm the same. Yeah, because uh, uh, where, where the last series left off, in, in there's like so many ways for the story to go. The first, the first season, like, well, uh, first season was was a bit was a bit dour and humorless in places. Yeah, and it's a war story. Well, well, yeah, but um, yeah, but yeah, but uh, the, uh, this time I think I think think that they're making uh, more of a conscious effort to to capture like the well, what was the the, origi- the original appeal of Star Trek, and uh, and what and what people what people loved about it. Um, and I also just just from a personal perspective, um, was like uh, uh, my absolute favorite character from the from the first series was Tilly. And from the trailer, it seems like she's just as excitable and nerdy as as as, as she as, as she has been. So, yeah, so, so I'm going to be happy. This is the power of math, people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I really enjoyed the first season of Discovery um, as recorded on this podcast. Several times times over, I think, from trailer through to end of season. Um, So, yeah, I I think this looks great. Um, I really liked where it left off at the end of the last season. Really looking forward to seeing it. Uh, I kind of like the idea of the little 15-minute shorts that they were talking about as well. I'm interested to see what they're going to do with them. Apparently, there's a couple of characters that are getting a little sort of 15-minutes focus uh, before um, the... Uh, debut next year, so I wonder yeah, if it'll be the bridge crew as well because we didn't see a lot of them last season. Well, I think that's maybe I think it's like Tilly's meant to be getting one, and I right. can't remember. There's maybe Harry uh, Mod one, and uh, I can't remember what the other ones are. But yeah, there's a couple out there. Cool. So, colour you kneeling before? I I I've been kneeling before. Isaac, uh, I've got no interest in Star Trek, and these are the first series. So I'll. Once again, I'm not going to watch this next series. I liked Into Darkness. And that is all you need to know about me when it comes to Star Trek. And I still let him live here. Don't you think that still makes, me live really, here. makes me really inclusive? It's because he has exceedingly good pies. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he makes tea. And he makes tea. Yeah. Yeah. James, Discovery, what do you think? Absolutely. I love Star Trek Discovery. I think it's fantastic. Season one was I couldn't wait until Monday morning for the new episode to come on. It was um, brilliant. The whole show, the concept, all the characters—it's just—it's probably 
I like I do like all the Star Trek stuff, but I've never watched an entire season from start to end or any of the other shows. I've always been the more of a dip in type of person. I've seen a lot of them, but I've never seen them all in order on it's not like like we're watching Babylon Five, I watched it right through episode one all the way through to the end of season five. Can I mean so it's like I've never done that with Star Trek with any of the shows but Discovery. I dipped in for episode one of season one and I was addicted to it right through the word go. Um and yeah the season two I just kind of get quick enough. To me it's it's good substance as well. Uh, there's a lot of shows that I enjoy watching. Like if you compare Star Trek Discovery to the likes of some of the DC CW shows, they're fluff viewing. Whereas the DC, uh, Star Trek Discovery, shows like Star Trek Discovery or Man in the High Castle or these sorts of things, they've got more a story, more a substance, more, there's more to them, you know, and I really, I really, really do enjoy it, so I'm definitely uh, kneeling before that. Excellent. So, yeah, um, four kneel befores and then Isaac, who's just wrong, so um, <laughs> let's go with that. <laughs> uh, next one is, I'm going to just rise against it right away, um, Buffy reboot. Uh, I think it's not possible to improve Buffy because it's... It, pretty much as good as it ever could be um, and also they're, they're doing the whole, we're going to make this show a really diverse one, so when you're using diversity as your selling point, it's a bit iffy I think, you know, you should let that occur naturally, as we said earlier and so it just seems like they're, they're doing this wrong to begin with and I'm not, what's their angle going to be, other than she's at high school and has a smartphone hmm, bad maybe Josh Whedon just wants a more diverse type of like easily manipulated as of yet unknown women to to join his casting couch whoa <laughs> whoa as totally not your lawyer totally <laughs> <laughs> not my lawyer but I can't stand Josh Whedon absolutely this is going to get you sacked from Squirrel Girl, Girl 2 in about six years' time. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, well. Yeah, okay. Um, so you're rising against us. Yeah, I'll rise against. Uh, Andrew, try and class it up a bit. <laughs> um, right, so uh, when I was reading the the news of this, um, there was one part of my, one part of my brain that was... Like was accepting it as fact because because that was what the article was saying that there was a definite thing like this thing was going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, there was not. Well, there was another part of my my brain just going. I refuse to accept this because there is genuinely no need or 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 purpose for for this to exist. So why does it exist? It should not exist. Yeah. Because because uh, as I said, uh, Buffy was a. Absolutely, absolutely fantastic series. Um, yeah, yeah, and, and really, the only the the only bits that that could, that could really have been improved was uh, was some of the season season six low points. Uh, yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, but overall, like, like it, it is it is an iconic piece of television, and and to. To basically just do it, do it all, all, all over again, 
uh, it just seems to me to be com completely redundant. And, and especially after such a comparatively short length of time since, uh, since it finished. Yeah, so, yeah, I am rising against this. So I've been re-watching Buffy and Angel, and arguably things like The Flash, Arrow, etc. wouldn't exist without Buffy. You know, in, in that kind of format. Um, just the, the kind of serialised but episodic thing that Buffy made popular, you know, like just by existing. Um, and it's way, way better than all of them. You know, even to this day, it's just so well put together, and I just can't imagine a modern version being any good. I mean, it's going to end up in the CW, most likely, and what will happen is she'll be in some kind of torrid love triangle between Angel and Spike from season one, and it'll be horrific. Uh, that's my prediction. Uh, so she'll be torn between two vampires instead of, like, in love with one of them. That's what I'm expecting. But yeah, I could talk about this all night. Uh, Chris, what do you think of this as an idea? It, it seems like something that doesn't need touched, to be honest. it's uh, Like Andrew said, it wasn't that long ago. It, like you said, it's just going to be bringing smartphones and social media to try and tart it up, make it more modern, and then spit it back out again. Um I wasn't. I'm, I'm not a huge die-hard fan of it. I've not got as deep a tie to it as I know a lot of other people that are feeling very strong emotions over it uh, are. But yeah, it just seems a bit unnecessary to me. So yeah, I'm, I'm sort of rising against it. James, what do you think? Uh, yeah, I've seen about a dozen episodes in total. What about Buffy? Um, I was never the biggest fan. I was never anti-Buffy. It was. It's quite enjoyable. Do I think does it need a reboot? I mean, can I, is there not enough scope for them to just to do something else within that universe? Well, I mean, I've always thought that continuation would work. You know, you could different Slayer. Yeah. You could have eventually Sarah Michelle. Is Sarah Michelle Geller doing that much work at the moment that she would say no to maybe showing up in an episode or two? I mean, I don't know. I think she was um, always very reluctant to revisit it because whenever they did video games or whatever else, she was just nowhere near them. Well, maybe at that time, aye, but yeah. no, if you do it and you've done a bit of credibility and they had like, I mean, was it, at the end of every new generation, they used Slayer's Born and that right for the word goat kind of gives you scope for, you know, to do whatever the hell you want. You know, for different, you could have Slayer. Did they know? I know they had the thing at the end, the season seven or whatever, where these different potential slayers popped up or whatever. Hack! Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know. Good thing about Buffy, I suppose, it gave us Elijah Dushku. She was amazing. <laughs> just, she was just brilliant, huh? No, but seriously, like, she was, though. Yes, I would agree. Oh, totally. It was good. Yeah. Oh, I um, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and and there 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 there, there was a, a a comic book series that came out like quite a while ago, which was uh, called uh, called uh, called Frey, uh, which uh, which was which was set about about two hundred years in the future, uh, and yeah 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 and 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 was and was about and was about about a slayer who like like who like who like who 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 was called then but yeah but 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 in in this but in 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 this like far future far future sci-fi setting um 
yeah, and 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 also and also her her butcher was it was a demon, and the 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 Slayer girl herself, um, uh, Malaka, like uh, was was a was a thief. Yeah, and that was absolutely brilliant. Like 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 it was, like, it was a really short series. It was like I think it was only about about seven or eight issues. Yeah, 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 but but if they if they did uh, uh, like a TV series adaptation of that, I mean, I thought that'd be brilliant. Or just yeah, like expand the universe rather than restart it. I think because I mean it was a brilliantly intricately built universe with all these rules and everything just tying together quite nicely. And you know, it's a shame just not to dip into that again and just start it all over again. So yeah. Can't can't get behind this at all, but it's the done thing now. Charmed is coming back with you know a new conceptually new newish idea. Um, Roswell High is getting its reboot, which looks dreadful, and uh, and so on. So I think um, I think it's inevitable. Or Sabrina on Netflix, that's another one. Uh, I don't oh. think it's a sitcom this time. <laughs> 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 wow. <laughs> Sums up really. <laughs> so Buffy reboot. Are we all against it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Fair enough. Uh, let's move on to Doctor Who. Uh, they released about forty seconds of a teaser, and there was another forty-second one that was released like last week or something. Uh, I'm gonna. Uh, I have to be clear here. I'm specifically meaning this about this trailer. I'm gonna rise against it. I don't think it's a very good trailer. I haven't been impressed with the marketing for this new Doctor Who so far. I'm interested to see what they do with it. The first female Doctor, that's great. You know, I, I caught a little bit of the panel on YouTube and, and they showed this kind of reaction videos from all these fans across the world and, and it's just, yeah, this is this is why they're doing it because there's a bunch of a bunch of young women who are really excited by this. And I'm excited to see what they do with a new gender Doctor, but the marketing hasn't been good so far. No, I'm super excited. Like, I'm super excited for Doctor Who anyway. Uh, and I think, like, I like this trailer, but because, like, last year they made such a mess of it, like, so they announced, like, they did the trailer after, like, they did the episode one, and they were like, I'll come in less, later on in this series in Doctor Who, and they just showed us everybody. Like, showed us the Master and the Cyberman, and they, they were just like, hey, it's, everything's coming. And yeah, so I think it's like, uh, I like that this one is just here's some worlds, here's a bit of the past, here's an alien landscape. You know you know, you know, you know, how it works. Like, there's going to be adventures and stuff. So I'm, I'm super excited anyway, because it's, it's Doctor Who. It's the only, like, it's finally there's a TV show that I can talk about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I'm very much, yeah. After the first episode. Yay. Exactly. I'm very, I'm very excited for this. So definitely dealing before. Cool. Andrew, thoughts? Yeah, yeah, Paul, Oh, I'm I'm in I'm in agreement in in that the the trailers themselves weren't especially awe inspiring. Um, yeah, but as as I said, it's Doctor Who, yay! Um, yeah, 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 because because uh, people uh, people know what know what they're getting with it, getting, getting with it. They yes, they and they are going to be excited about about the prospect of it purely because it's Doctor Who. Yeah. Uh, and they will be excited, uh, regardless of of any any amount of footage that that can be shown. And yeah, and 
yeah, yeah, and and I think now with a female doctor, it it, do, it does have the opportunity to do something a little bit different. Because uh, I, I do I do feel like in in in, in the last few years, it it, it in as as far as as fun as it's been, and as much as I've been enjoying it, it, it has been stagnating a little. Um. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I am, I am kneeling, definitely. Just uh, like, like for, for the for the for, for the prospect of it overall, certainly. Chris, uh, I am kneeling before this. Uh, I like my Doctor Who. Um, I I kind of agree with you both that the trailers for this haven't particularly been that great the marketing's been a little bit lacking I think it will pick up I think it's maybe a bit too early UK side for it maybe to pick up but um, yeah it's it's been a bit slow to, they to launch so far they haven't announced the air date yet have they? Um, no. I'm not sure actually no. See, but that's that, that kind of completes our point really isn't it it's like really we should know an air date. They should be confident enough to go. We're going to put it against this thing, you know. We're going to do it during, you know, when Strictly and X Factors on or whatever <laughs> their whatever their plan is, you know. But I don't know if they're purposefully leaving it a little bit out there so that the other networks don't know to compete. I, d- I don't know. It's yeah. it's weird. The world of TV. James. Eh, damn. I've not seen an episode of Doctor Who since Capaldi come driving on a tank playing a guitar. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't even. That wasn't that long ago, to be fair. I'm neither for nor against. Didn't even. If you had to choose one, if someone was holding a sonic screwdriver to your head and said choose, which which would it be? What for or against? Yeah. Well, I mean, if people enjoy it, then aye, good for them. Um, you know, it's like England gun playing in the World Cup. No fit for shit. Yeah, but no, a lot of people enjoy it and they want to go and watch it and uh, it excites them. And best of luck to them. Wish them all the world. Wish, wish them. So if people are enjoying the show and you know it's got to take the boxes for them, then, you know, best of luck to them. Uh, just, uh, just, uh, mm, uh, I didn't really, didn't really care that much about it <laughs> as such. To be honest with you, uh, Doctor is pretty cool. You know, his his concept's cool, um, and I like it. And you know, I, I don't this. I don't know. <laughs> I'll know. I'll not go out my way to watch it. So I'll rise, um, but for everybody else and Neil's for then cool. Rock on. Excellent. Right, so a couple more things, and then we'll call it a night. Uh, next I suppose we can talk about Clone Wars. <laughs> that was a big oh, one. That's, that's, that's going to be a thing, yeah. I was going to talk about Glass next, actually. Uh, so there, there was a trailer for Glass, which is the unexpected third film in a, a trilogy that no one expected to ever happen. It started with Unbreakable, <clears> then, spoiler alert, but Split was turns out was a spin-off of Unbreakable. And now we have Glass, which unites all three characters. And I think that's amazing. I think it's really good. I was genuinely surprised when I saw the ending of Split. I was like, holy crap, I did not expect this to happen. And it was great. And then this this one looks really cool as well. It just brings together all three of those characters. Gives you a weird cinematic universe without even expecting one. 
Excellent. Kneeling before. Uh, I'll I'll rise against just because I've not seen Unbreakable or Split. <laughs> so like, I know it's a it's a third film in a trilogy that I don't I don't care about. So uh, the trailer was like, yeah, it's it's a trailer. Like there was stuff. Everyone likes James McAvoy and he's running around and like you tried to explain that Glass is super vulnerable and that's his superpower. And I still, I still think that's the the worst possible superpower imaginable. To just you break really. Easy. I know he said he was super clever, but I don't know. Just being super vulnerable isn't. It's not the most exciting character, is it? <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, Andrew, what do you think? Well, I am rising against this. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, well, it's. Yeah, well, it's because well, I'm in something of a minority in this, but I really did not like Split. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I, I just, I just, I, I felt it was, it was one of those films where, where it seemed to think that, that there was, that the, that, that the story was was smarter than that, that, that actually came across as. If if you're if you're gonna have like a, a film where two people who are mentally messed up um, in. In, in different ways, kind of uh, making some kind of esoteric, esoteric connection, they, they, then, like, yeah, then, then they made that story. If you're, you know, or, or, if, you're, or if you're, if you're gonna have like the, um, an or an origin origin story for comic comic book supervillain, yeah, then do that. But just don't like do one pretend you're doing one doing one thing and then say, oh, spies, and I'm, I'm doing this and this instead. I'm so clever. No, you're not. You're just you're just lying, and there is nothing intelligent about that. Yeah, and that really really annoyed me. Yeah, and I also felt that there that there there wasn't enough um enough of oh, enough of an exploration into 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 all, all of the all of the the multiple personalities of um of, of the of the villain of the James McAvoy. Yeah, yeah, it's because yeah, it's because like because even even though even though they were collectively referred to as the Horde, like it was it was like only a small percentage of them were actually in any way evil. Yeah, and yeah, and just and the the others were were like were were just these like innocent bystanders. Yeah, and and that was barely even touched upon. Uh, and and I felt that. Actually, but having a look at that had the potential to 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 have made a much more interesting story. So, so so at the end of the film, when it, when, it, when it suddenly threw out this uh, uh, callback to Unbreakable, I I was I was that annoyed with everything else. I just genuinely didn't care, <laughs> and that sentiment has has continued. And, and, and that's, that's pretty much my my base, base reaction to this. I am indifferent to its existence. Um, I I enjoyed the other films. Um, I suppose I will kneel before tying it all together. Um, just on on the back of that. But yeah, I kind of agree with Andrew in ways of some of the stuff he said. Fair enough, James. Jeez, but I would have agreed with Andrew right up until I thought when I was watching Split, I thought maybe it is trying to be more clever than what it was. 
right up until the reveal at the end. And I went, oh my god, that's bloody amazing. <laughs> you know, I thought, oh, right, okay, this is continuing Unbreakable. Unbreakable for me was an amazing film. Yeah, um, it's very good. And the split to me, watching it, I, was, I watched it, and I never got the urge to turn it off when I was watching it, but it didn't really, you know, draw me in the same way Unbreakable did. Mm. But the payoff at the end, it just, everything just fell into place, and I thought, oh, wow. And the idea of somebody being a comic book character, super character, or whatever type of character, uh, where like multiple personality disorders not entirely new as such because uh, like Crazy Jane for the Doom Patrol with Grant Morrison's thing about that was a character who'd had something like 60 odd personalities and each of them was different so it kind of works it does work for, for me I've, I've got like a previous experience man, of that. that who's that? the multiple man he, his copies would go in live their own lives and stuff sometimes. You talking about Jamie Maddox? Yeah. Aye, aye, to, to a lesser extent, because yeah. they were different bodies, almost. Whereas, yeah. you know, these different personalities actually exist within the one the one person. Yeah. Um, but for, to, to bring it all back and to see it, we're getting, like, the, the part three glass um, coming, and... Aye, um... Was it like yourself, Isaac? You were saying that you know to be uh, like uh, Samuel L. Jackson sort of character. Um, I overly vulnerable, and that it is a hell of a hindrance, you know. <laughs> um, but the I think the magnitude of what his psyche is supposed to work on, you know, the the level that his mentality. is what I can. We'll see what the third film's like. I'm I'm up for it. I'm. I'll kneel to it. I'm definitely going to go out my way to watch it. I'll, I'll pay money and watch it at the cinema. Pay actual money. Amazing. A- actual real money. <laughs> yeah. So, there was a big surprise at Comic-Con. Uh, the Clone Wars, Star Wars The Clone Wars, is coming back for a final season on the Disney streaming service. Another bloody streaming service. Uh, I'm pretty amped for this. I loved Clone Wars, for the most part episodes about Jar Jar and the Gungans notwithstanding uh, but I like the idea that they're bringing it back it's going to be just before Revenge of the Sith so they've aged up the character models to look like the Revenge of the Sith stuff for Anakin and Obi-Wan Ahsoka's back if that means anything to anyone kneeling before, amazing, can't wait uh, Andrew? Yeah, I am in complete agreement with this I absolutely loved the Clone Wars yeah uh, yeah, and, and I was really frustrated when when it got prematurely cancelled before I had, had a chance to, to pro- properly end um, yeah I yeah, I mean, in, and I am, I am most excited uh, about uh, about Ahsoka uh, coming back again because I think she is an absolutely brilliant character, um, and yeah, and and I I remember I remember watching a, a, a panel a, a, a while ago, and and uh, where uh, where. Uh, where where, where uh, is it, uh, they get the showrunner of showrunner for Clone Wars? Is it uh, Dave, Dave Filoni? Dave Filoni uh, yeah, yeah uh, he was 
Yeah, so, well, uh, he he uh, he was explaining like uh, like the 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 ultimate character arc, the, which he had which he had he had planned out for for uh, for for, for Sokka. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, and and the. I, you know, and the and the the and the end, end of which was was basically a a, a culmination of of like every, everything that she had she had learned and all, all and all the ways that that, that she had matured and, and developed throughout the whole series. Um, yeah, and yeah, and 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 listen to this, uh, uh, Ashley Eckstein, who who. who um, who who voices Ahsoka? Uh, she was actually moved to tears by it because she she because she, she was just so so emotional, and yeah and yeah and and so the prospect of seeing that playing out on on screen is 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 one that that I am very very excited about and cannot wait to see. Yeah, cool. Chris, do you have an opinion? Um, you guys, every time I speak to you about uh, Clone Wars, convince me that I should go and watch it, and I still haven't. <laughs> um, I I really need to sort of go and uh, go off and watch it at some point. It's one of those things. Every time I speak about it, think about it. It's, it's brilliantly diverse because you can have episodes about the clones, episodes about the Jedi, episodes about Padme doing stuff, episodes about unfortunately Jar Jar and the Gungans. You know, you, you get everything, and you're not going to like it all, but you like some of it. I oh, I don't know. See, I've either got to go uh, go with my rule that I said earlier on, where I've not watched it, therefore I have no opinion, therefore I rise against. But uh, I think there'll be a full blown revolt. So I will, I will uh, kneel before this one. I think. Isaac, I enjoyed the the monk calamari ones and the ones with the balancey ghosts. <laughs> I'm not. I, I did like some weirdy one. There was ones with the the three ghosts. And there was a dark side ghost and a good side ghost, yeah. and the monk calamari ones, and I can't remember. Oh, when Jar Jar Binks takes on General Grievous, <laughs> I think <laughs> in one of them, I'm like, that was fun. So I'll watch these. This will be fun as long as there's more weird stuff. Then yeah, great. So yeah, I'll, I'll rise. Rise before. Oh, what are we doing? Neil rise before. before. Neil before. <laughs> yeah, uh, James, do you have an opinion on Clone Wars? I've never really I watched the beginning of it and I've never really watched much else I've seen the, the movie at the cinema hmm. actual cinema version of yeah, yeah. Clone Wars that led on before the series yeah. aye that was all good Um I thought it was wrapped up did it look at wrapped up in the Netflix no it prima- No, that was just the episodes they'd already made yeah. uh, oh, right. that they just released Technically, it gets wrapped up in Rebels, so I'm wondering how they'll kind of lead into that now that they know where it's going. Because Ahsoka turns up in Rebels, as does right. Maul. Um, right. That's about it, really. And Rex, he shows up too. So yeah, you get okay. that kind of those characters continue on. So it'd be, an, I suppose, the end of it will be them heading off to wherever they want to go for Rebels, maybe. Right. So anyway, this could play into I know resistance. Is it was Star Wars Resistance set yeah, like yeah. sixty years afterwards? But they could be all young characters who are now old characters in that. And I guess merge all these worlds together. I guess. I don't know how old Ahsoka gets. You know. Yeah. yeah. And how how long do Twi'leks live for? Yeah. Um, exactly. Just have no idea. So yeah, it's all to play for. But this will wrap it up. It, when they finish it off, it will be this is it. We're done. This is the end. This is now Revenge of the Sith, which is their end point. Um, I guess maybe they should remake Revenge of the Sith but in Clone Wars wouldn't that be cool 
Ooh. you'll make it good this time. This is the new canon, guys. Forget about the old one. <laughs> <laughs> That's wishing for too much, I think, unfortunately. Uh, but yeah, I'm amped. Um, so we'll do two more things very quickly. Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of Grim Grindelwald. Uh, I'm going to rise against this. I think it's going to suck. Purely because the first one sucked. And I don't think that uh, J.K. Rowling's a good screenwriter. She may be a good novelist, depending on your opinion. But writing a screenplay and writing a novel are two different things. And she can't really do the latter. The first one is just this formless, structureless piece of trash. With boring characters, except one. And doesn't really go anywhere. And I feel like this one could be the same. So, nah. Thumbs down. Rise against I'm quite excited for this one. I need to watch Fantastic Beast one, but like the two, there's been two trailers so far, haven't they, for this one? It looks kind of, it looks fun. It looks like a, a just around Christmas magical adventure. Maybe because more this one's got more focus on like Hogwarts. I'm sort of more interested because I really like like the Harry Potter books and the films and stuff. So I didn't really when it was like, oh, we're going to America. I was like, yeah, okay, whatever. But now these trailers have sort of yeah, swayed me over. So I'll I'll leave before these. I'll go watch. I'll go watch The Crimes of Grindelwald. Andrew, any thoughts? Yeah, I'm, uh, I am rising against this. Um, yeah, I, I really don't uh, rate J.K. Rowling very, very highly as a, as a writer. I mean, the, I, the, the Harry, the Harry Potter books are tediously derivative. Like, there's, there's barely a single original idea in, in the entire saga. And as you mentioned, like, like. Uh, she uh, she she really she really has absolutely absolutely no skill as a screen as a screenwriter. Yes, and yeah, the uh, uh, film the first Fantastic Beasts was uh, was like a tedious plodding mess of of, of a story. Um, this book was like an an incoherent structure that barely seems to go anywhere. And I'm pretty sure this will be more of the same. Yeah, Chris. Um, the first one didn't really do anything for me. I'm not particularly excited to see this one. It seems that they kind of went, okay, what worked in the other ones? Oh, we had school and Hogwarts, and we need all the stuff that's familiar to fans because we didn't really do that the last time. All right, let's just put everything back in that we used to have. So yeah, I'm, I'm going to rise against this one. I think. Also, this one looks like it's a lot more Johnny Depp in it. Which, yeah. No thanks. <laughs> James, do you have a thought? Uh, I've not seen the first one. I'll not see this one. Um, you have a sitter. You're very, very nice. Or, um, you know, Neil, there's Nate. It's all definitive. It's not... I'm just kind of mm -hmm. different. Everyone you know. loves a binary. Yeah, what I mean? But you want me to give you a right definitive answer, are you? Yep. That's, that's the challenge. I'm, I'm arguing for me to be included in the option, so you can rise Neil or just stand there and go, nah. Really? Yeah, because that was my... I had to wait till Aquaman before I had anything to that in. So I love it was... So a lot of these were this this digital option. And yeah, there needs to be a third option, which is like, what? No, no, no. Binary. That's what it's all about. Yeah. I've Order watched one Harry Potter film. I've seen Harry Potter and Philosopher Stone, and they're quite... Kind oh, of enjoyed that. It was alright. <laughs> and then I didn't even really care about the rest of it. But I didn't, well, no, I didn't care. I just couldn't be bothered watching it. I didn't, didn't read the books, didn't watch it. Um, it's one of those things that a lot of people like, so fair play. Um, Fantastic Beasts. I don't know. I'm not really interested in that. 
and uh, I'll I'll not be I probably will not watch it. It's fair not enough. that I'll watch it if I get a chance. I just probably will not watch it. Yeah, um, fair enough. So I think the last thing that well, I'm going to bring up. I was going to say, because you, you have put the Orville on the list three times, so I think that's what I want to talk about the Orville. It is on a lot. after Andrew told me it wasn't on the list. Yeah, 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 yeah well, that's because it wasn't for like, the one you sent me. There's there's the Orville, the Orville 2, and... And the Orville uh, Teaser 2. Orville Teaser, yeah. <laughs> so, I think we're talking about the Orville I hate that then. duck. <laughs> I hate that duck. Um, I like the Orville Season 1. It's by no means perfect. It's kind of watchable, it's passable, it passes the time. I think season two will be more of the same. I kind of wish Seth MacFarlane wasn't in it, because he's a bit of a charisma vacuum. Just, you know, like someone else could be leading this show and be doing it well. Especially when you've got Adrienne Pleakey sitting next to him. She's very good. He's not so good. So, you know, stick to the voices, Seth. Whatever. But, it's alright. I'll kneel before it. I think it's going to be watchable, as the last one was. Yeah, I'm going to be kneeling before this as well. I really, really enjoyed the enjoyed the first series. Um, yeah, uh, but oh, oh, I I have I have read that uh, that that this season is is go, go, going to have uh, less attempts attempts at humour in it. It's going to be going to be going to be more of a straight up drama. Yeah, which yeah, which which I think will. Will work will work better because 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 I I did I did enjoy some of the comedic moments that the first series had, yeah. But but it also left the the tone of of the whole things seeming a bit inconsistent. Yeah, uh, I agree there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so and and I, I left the feeling that it couldn't quite decide what kind of show it was trying to be. Is it yeah. a booth or is it serious? It was a, it was trying to have its cake and eat it at the same time as a, sort of the only way that I could describe it when people asked me about it. It was like it was taking the Mickey out of you know things like Star Trek, but then at the same time trying to keep that sort of core value thing going through it. And then you're going, okay, is this meant to be funny, serious, whatever? And you, and you couldn't. The tone sometimes would just shift in a scene and then try and move you right back again to being all emotional and deep. And you're going, ah, it's not really. For me, but I did enjoy it overall, so I'm I'm looking forward to season two, and the trailer seems all right. Isaac, do you have any thoughts? Uh, well, like I said, I don't know much about Star Trek, but I was, like I said, I was saying to you, Seth MacFarlane and Patrick Stewart have worked together on like a, on various like Tad and American Dad, so I'm gonna I'd put in a prediction that you know, this will be the Star Trekky thing that. Patrick Stewart might get involved in. Maybe he'll do a right. voice cameo, and I'd really, I'd really annoy a lot of people if they're like, "Oh, it's funny coming back to Star Trek, and it's not. It's the Star Trek spin-off. Well, the not spin-off, the uh, pastiche, the legally distinct. Yeah, the legally thing. distinct Star Trek thing. Yeah. Then he can say, "Oh, I'm done with it now. I've, I've, i felt like you got your wish, everybody. I was back in kind of a Star Trek, so that'll do." Yeah. So you kneeling before a rising again. Uh, yeah, a little before. Why not? End on a high note. James, I forgot this existed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, um, I enjoy it, and um, I've watched the first two or three episodes. 
That's and it. It's just kind of uh, pick it up and have a look whenever you know. It's that kind of show, isn't it? Aye, I'm yeah. going to go back and watch it. Now you've reminded me about because it, uh, it was uh, it was pretty cool. Actually, I looked at maybe I was speaking to one or two of the cast. Maybe they come through to um, Edinburgh and then, uh, and then I spoke to the agents and stuff. And I was kind of like, well, mm, I thought myself, nah, nah, just because with the the, the filming schedules and stuff and what they were kind of wanting and things. And I thought myself, I just can't. I, in terms of negotiating with them, I just thought it'd probably be better because it's quite a. After watching it, and like I'm saying, I forgot it existed. It's kind of, I suppose it could be. Yes, yes. You basically, you've, what you've said is the reasons why I've kind of not really bothered too much with it as such. We thinking, I thought it was going to be this Orville thing. I thought, oh right, you could get some guests for the Orville to Edinburgh. I thought nobody's really can done anything like that, and it was kind of a bit like lukewarm. Okay, and I thought mm, it's not really guy. It's not like I sell tickets sort of thing. And that's how I had to think about it in that sense. Um, but I'll, I'll know to it, I'll watch it. Yeah. When, I don't know. Cool. Nice unanimous one to end on. Uh, of course, we haven't covered everything that Edinburgh Comic Con has to offer, but Edinburgh Comic Con? Well, <laughs> the, we, we certainly haven't done that. We haven't covered everything that San Diego Comic Con had to co- offer, unfortunately, <laughs> because there's just so bloody much of it. There's other stuff we could talk about, but we've been here long enough. I think we've covered the main stuff that at least some of us are interested in. Isaac. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I would like to thank you all for for joining me for a long discussion and reawakening the podcast after a month of slumber. Thanks for having us. uh, James, thanks for guesting once again. It's been good to have you back. Oh, cool. Oh, no. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Isaac, thanks for being in and yep. joining. Uh, Chris, thanks as always. You're welcome. Andrew, pleasure as always. Yes, yes, yes. I, I, I feel, I feel refreshed and arisen. Good. That's what we want. And on that note, it's a goodbye for me. No. no uh, yep. <laughs> Bye. And it's definitely goodbye from him. He's gone. He's like, there we go. Away. That was our discussion on San Diego Comic Con 2018. Thanks to YouTuber Endstein's 1117 for the supplied music. If you like what you heard, hit that subscribe button on iTunes, YouTube, or any major podcasting app. iTunes users, please leave us a star rating and a written review to show us the love. If you want to talk to us about the content discussed here or anything else that pops into your head, then you can find us on Facebook and Twitter under Neil Before Blog, or you can leave us comments on neilbeforeblog.co.uk. As always, we hope you'll join us on the next Neil Before Pod. <laughs>